0: lowering all the stuff we're gonna get copyright struck like up way up the butt just super up the butt because we have madden 12 in the background they only have licensed music it's back in the days when ea was uh not as much of a douchey company but you
1: know charles what are you playing in the background there are you you playing madden or or playing surprisingly it is madden uh 19. I would be mm-hmm. switching to Pokemon after the game. Me and my buddies were doing our franchise, so, you know, I was just kind of catching up to it to do the week-to-week week and then kind of go from there. An okay. hour of this, an hour of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice balance. So, uh, Andrew, you're you're in the back. What are you doing there? What's going on there?
2: I am working on a double-secret probation project for RCFB. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tell the young kids what Double Secret Probation is from. Yes. It is from Animal House.
0: Ah. Mm-hmm.
2: Such a... It's a, it's a classic. I, I mean, it is rated R for a reason, so the kids can't watch it. Um, but it's got an all-star cast. It's got John Belushi, the good Belushi. No offense to Jim Belushi. Jim Belushi, you suck, I'm saying um, although, if you want to come on the show, we, we will gladly eat crow. Uh, I was going to um,
1: talk about the Shackle Bears all day.
3: Uh-huh.
2: Um,
1: <clears throat> S- yeah. Okay. So,
2: I forget who else is in it,
1: but... Oh, directed by John Landis, who also did American Werewolf in London. Um, it, I mean, everybody is in The guy who was in the Brady Bunch, also the original Johnny Quest. We're doing a call back there. I forgot his name. Tim 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 something tim something it's gonna bother me uh you had kate allen you know from raiders of lost ark Is that kate allen you know no mm-hmm. wow i'm dating myself here
2: oh yeah you know, the, the grays are just coming in you know ah oh, ah oh. and s- some of the great quotes um toga 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 and um I forget. There's another they have one. have the shout
1: scene. You make me want to shout. Yeah. Up
2: but yeah, it's, it's a national lamp, uh, lampoon movie. So it is going to have sex, nudity, drugs, um, which totally fine by me. I mean, it's still a fucking hilarious movie, but, uh, definitely not for the kiddos, but it, it's definitely one of those must watch movies. And, uh, it's I and I, I say I need to say no more
0: mm-hmm yeah okay hey foregathers thanks for following us by the way that just happened right now guys so, so welcome welcome to the show <clears throat> okay guys well we were asked to do a promo so I, I I think we should direct everybody to our tea public store called the goose nest gift shop let's let, let's go on it right now guys let's let's explore what the goofs have to show off there at the goose Nest gift shop right uh, I hope it shows up on our Google search are we that popular guys are we I have no idea I hope I so. yeah I would hope so too because there we got all kinds of goodies for everybody so one moment. And you'll see it occasionally being advertised on the top, you know? So, there it is, the Goose Neff's gift shop for all your sports goofs. I got some of my other stuff there from my own account, Marlon's Historian. All right, look at Charles's pretty mug. Why why don't we get, you know, get get a t-shirt with his face on it? Just the lower half of it, though.
1: Right? You're going to love it, I guarantee it. Yeah. The whole uh, Zales commercial.
0: Wasn't it a... What uh, freaking uh, the, sor- the store where you get the suit.
1: Oh, big and so- men's software. warehouse.
0: Men's warehouse, right? Yeah, men's warehouse. There we go. Yeah, get one of those. All right, we got a to love it. Get a mask with that because that's probably the perfect use of this design. All right, get get a <laughs> Charles's lower face mask right there. Okay. We got all kinds of other stuff too i got some of my designs we got andrew we got your design there your alternative ucf or actually not officially affiliated so the ufcf <laughs> shield t-shirt there you know the university of cf let's just say that because they they have not officially adopted this design look, look at that andrew don't you remember that that pretty design there of course i do wouldn't you like that you got all you know, all kinds of colors there okay you can get in gray, get in white, get in black. Oh, it's not just shirts either. You can get a nice notebook of it. You know, it's back to school, guys. All right, What if you're going to? What if you're going to University of CF? You can get one of these. People are like, "Whoa, what is that?" It's like, "Yeah, found this online at Tea Public at the Goose Nest Gift Shop." People are like, "What the hell is that?" They'll be like, we'll, we'll show you. And then they'll see Charles's face. They'll be like, whoa, and they'll awesome. See, they'll see the Fire Thighs design as well.
1: But for your high school boys who can't grow facial hair. We, we are just giving you the opportunity. Exactly. To let you know what you look like at like grown men.
0: Exactly. What, what if your laptop needs protection? Then you get a Fire Thighs laptop case, all right? Andrew's mighty thighs will protect anything. Right there. So, so there you go. Got other designs, too. You know, football season. NFL is coming. We're in the preseason already. All right? And, and we have a feeling that Charles, after he's done with his various coal jobs, will be giving out some more Henry Handies this upcoming season. Why don't you get got a design for him?
1: Once you're dedicated each man.
0: Yeah. Let's see if the Yankees make it to October, though
1: we'll see Oof. Oof. <laughs> buddy hey, hey hey, you guys got one of two so far today I have never been so invested in baseball in like the last three years from the good and the bad
0: oh yeah I got some of my other designs there you know some other things there but, but head on over to Nest gift shop alright there's always deals every once in a while that they'll have like 35% off they'll have all kinds of deals just, just pop on over there. All kinds of designs, and that's that's our store. You know, link will be in the description. You'll find it there, and, and have a have a have a great time. All right, all of our stuff is cheap, as cheap as we can put it there. All right, we're, we're barely making any money on this. All right, this is all for you guys. This is all for you. Okay, so there it is, guys. All right. Well then. Uh, I guess there's other stuff. Sports happen. I guess we can talk about that. That's part of the show, right? So we got Madden in the background. NFL preseason has started. Baseball is doing things. Charles is getting PlayStation Five.
1: Yeah. Weird. <laughs> Big ups to Seabro for uh, just reserving one. Yeah. Pseudo unexpectedly, but hey, I will. You know, I can't win the lottery, but I can get a PlayStation Five, so I'll take it, right?
0: Yeah. 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 Are you gonna scalp it, Charles? Are you one of those? Will you nah. sell your soul just nah. for Basically, a few what, more Basically, what I bucks? would do is
1: you make it like an attraction. Come play my PlayStation Five for twenty bucks. <laughs> you want to play Returnal? Ten bucks. You want to play That's the like PS4 version
0: play. of a game? <laughs> it's not even Uprise yeah. yet because they haven't set, they haven't set the update for this game yet. Come on over, yeah, Charles,
1: come, please. Come do this. <clears throat> I got you. I'm smart. Why would I scalp it when I'm looking to make continuous money? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I could imagine Charles way back when in the uh, the late 1800s, but you know, on Coney Island, opening up his own amusement park. You know, I, I could imagine that with that mustache.
1: Oh, yeah. Take a ride take a on the take a ride on the wild side. Exactly. There's another one on the ground size. You know,
0: no no disregard for human life with those rides too.
1: You know. Are you calling me
0: a carny, sir? Hey, man. I think uh, for, I, I saw, I don't know if anybody's seen the history of all these Coney Island places. There's, a, I think there's some stuff on YouTube uh, about it. That's pretty cool. But I think one of the guys saw his... Um, uh, oh, yeah, it was on... Uh, gosh, darn it, man. What was that? The one that always talks about Disney and stuff. I already forgot his name. But th- you'll find it. He talked about Coney Island and how one guy's amusement park was burning down to the ground overnight. And then it completely burned down. And then he went on over, put up a sign that said, like, uh, 10 cents to go and watch the rubble or something. Uh, that, that's a man that knows how to uh, milk it for all it's worth. Literally. Yeah, he you probably had some cows. You probably could milk some cows there. You probably did that. I would do
1: that. You know?
0: People I'm do that now. People do that now. Come over to the farm and milk a cow.
1: Yeah. Uh, where are we? Would so, you pay somebody to milk a cow? Is that like the You know, some people pay people to feed a horse. Something like it's a horse. What do you need to feed a horse for?
0: Well, my my family has a farm in Nicaragua, so we do pay people to milk cows.
1: So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate you for being a hustler. (laughs) I'm talking about would you pay yourself individually? Oh, would I go? No,
0: no. I mean, first off, the aforementioned farm thing. I don't need to do that now. I've already done it. Done the experience. All right. I've shot a rifle guys. You know? I've done things. So... Uh, yeah. Uh, what what else do we have here? Okay, so... Where do we want to start? Why don't do baseball guys get that out of the way? You know? Stuff happened. The Field of Dreams happened, guys. Trash. Don't even. The Field of Dreams game happened. Let's talk about that. Andrew. That was epic. What, yeah. What, let's start with you, Andrew. What, what did you think of the Field of Dreams game out in Iowa?
2: That was... Better than I honestly. I, that it it met all of my expectations and then some. And I'm not even talking about how the game ended, but I mean it got a little bit corny, especially with the introduction <laughs> where Kevin Costner is. <laughs> good, like, good pun there. Oh my god, I, are you I for real? Realize. You didn't realize you did? Oh okay. No, I that was that was totally uh, In totally tournament. unintentional. Yeah. I, my my subconscious is a great pawn maker. Um, but it, it got a little bit campy because uh, I'm not talking about the players coming out of the corn field. That was epic. I knew it was gonna happen because they someone broke the story earlier. So I knew it was going to happen, but it still was just so cool to watch. Although, as someone pointed out, does that mean that the players are ghosts?
0: Uh, let's see, Charles. Are any of the Yankees disappearing right now? As far <laughs> as play, they might as well be invisible. We've all
1: survived COVID, so so uh, can't, I can't. If anything, we maybe ghosts. We might be ghosts. You know, you know who's a ghost? Gary Sanchez. Um, oh, he a, said. He's Goddamn demon! Um, you know, Aaron Boone's good judgment—that that's
0: a ghost, right mm. there. Oh, Aaron Boone's been coasting on the ghost of his 2003 ALCS game-winning home run. That's what he yeah, is. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, Andrew, that was that was pretty cool. I think the the whole pomp
2: and circumstance was pretty cool. All of that stuff that they did. That was... But just to go back to my my initial point, though, I think they could have toned down the camp a little bit with. Uh, Kevin Costner walking out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was cool at first, you know. He's walking out, but he was—he was making the the tortoise from Tortoise and the Hare making him look like a speed demon.
3: <laughs> he was
2: just walking around, and then when the music hits, he's like, <gasps> and, yeah. "And look, I get it. It, it. He's acting. I get it. Totally, yeah. he's acting, but."
0: They could have shortened that up a bit. They
2: they could they could have turned it down a few notches.
0: Yeah. Well,
2: it's baseball, maybe, right? Maybe speed up the process a little bit. I mean, but then again, I'm watching from the comfort of my home. If I'm there in Iowa, that probably is a whole different experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just going by my, uh, I'm just going by my experience here. The game itself, you know props to MLB props to Fox for the presentation was amazing um, they I had seen beforehand that they were gonna make it like a World Series game but they they went all out they went with drones they went with the the Sky cam the a new uh, they went with a camera that was inside of the uh, batter's box, mm-hmm. well not the batter's box but the batter's circle Yeah. Uh, but th- it was a different angle though, I've seen ones where it's looking directly at the catcher and the, looking back towards the plate but this one was actually looking up toward a right handed batter, I had never seen that before although that actually was a mistake because the camera got washed out by the the floodlight that was directly behind it oh, okay so I mean good try good try yeah wouldn't do that again but good try um, I mean it, it was a good idea because you get to see the contact of the of the ball but they've got to experiment with something else maybe tilt the angle a little bit so it's not looking directly into the light um, that was a good idea they had a manual scoreboard out in, in uh, right center. Yep. Which was amazing. Yeah. It um, and the people there that were that were up there putting up the, the scores or whatever, they were wearing old timey outfits, which was really cool. Uh, Ken Rosenthal, yeah, uh,
0: it is. Yeah, Tom Verducci. They were all dressed to the nines.
2: Yeah, even John Smoltz and Joe Buck were were dressed up a bit. And um, the other thing is, all of the fencing, well, the the outfield fence that was really cool because it was basically see through. So it looked like you were like it was corn, which Yeah, it was they were just using basically
0: been, the chain link fence and that was it.
2: I mean obviously it would have been cool if there was no fence, but I'm sure that's totally against MLB regulations. But because then you technically don't have an outer it limit. Probably, it milk. probably
0: would have been expensive to do let's say plexiglass like an NHL right. rank or something.
2: But they did the next best thing, and it was pretty good. And then all the fencing looked like wood. Mm-hmm. The stuff, that, which was really cool. The dugouts looked like they were made out of wood and very stripped back, very minimalist. All of the... There were very few advertisements on the fences and... Uh, around and those were pretty muted as well and what else i'm I'm trying to remember it's been about a week they had a scoreboard in left field that was pretty that was was, probably the
0: most modern of things that was there
2: yeah was the video board um the the score bug as they call it that's the For those who don't know, a score bug is the little thing on on the television where it shows you the score, the number of outs, Mm -hmm. really for any sport. It's whatever shows you whatever. Heck, we have one. It's on the bottom. Yes, we do. We do have a score bug. Um, The score bug looked old-fashioned. It kind of gave me a Wrigley Field center field. Yeah. Uh, s- vibe. Yeah. Uh, what else? I the uniforms were great. I mean, props to the Yankees for going old school. But to be honest, if it's, I didn't know, it's not I much of
0: yeah, it's not really I, a difference. I would thought they the
2: were wearing stuff. the exact same uniform. Yeah, exactly. It, it pretty much was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, aside from
1: how the grade looked.
2: Which, I mean, props to the Yankees. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You've been wearing that thing for over 100 years at this point. It's just, it kind of takes the zip out of any sort of throwbacks, because
0: they're not really throwing back anything, to anything.
2: They <laughs> don't wear anything else.
0: Yeah. Well excuse me. Excuse them for winning twenty seven championships. Yeah, excuse you don't ask the
1: Empire you don't ask Lady Liberty to change her complexion. You don't ask the stormtroopers
0: yeah. to change their uniforms.
1: Exactly.
2: <laughs> um we
1: keep it consistent here.
2: But the White Sox, I thought that was a good call on their I love, their I love
0: the White Sox uniforms. I'm like, should they look like that all the time? Maybe, you know? But of course it's uh kind of bad connotations with that team, so they probably don't wear those much right.
2: because of that. Although I will say I I appreciate how many people were coming out of the woodwork not out of the woodwork, but they were speaking up on Twitter saying that Joe Jackson should be unblacklisted and put into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Because
0: yeah, there's no real evidence that he even did gambling. And if if unlike. anything,
2: it's evidence to the contrary, yeah. because he had a killer World Series. His stats were through the roof.
0: Yeah, you know, it's, it's unlike what Pete Rose did, or allegedly Evander Kane of the Sharks right now in the NHL.
2: So, yeah. So, but... It was a good game overall. I mean, it got a little bit like a lot of baseball games. It kind of hit its doldrums in the in the middle middle third. You know, the, the first two innings, you know, you've got that high of, wow, I'm at the game, you know, let's get this going. Basically, from the third through the sixth kind of hits its lull and then it brings back up in the seventh through ninth. It just is for all games. Um, there were a shit ton of home runs. Holy cow. Uh, I think it, we ended up with eight home runs, and I think, I think there were three home... All but one of the first few, I think five or so runs between the two teams, I think all but one came off of a home run. So they were just mashing, which... I mean, the first one, woohoo! Second one, woohoo! Eventually, it's just like, all right, enough with the home runs, you know.
1: Sounds like a guy whose team only hits
2: singles. Well, hey, um, they're in first place. (laughs) uh, Brett Phillips hit an inside the parker last night. They're in
0: first place, also, so you know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we're
2: not even going to the playoffs. I'm still gonna hold it. it, doesn't matter.
1: Listen, I sold the farm so, on the idea I mean that we during need that game
0: hitters. it was you know, the White Sox and then uh then the Yankees kinda came to life in the third, but then the White Sox took that lead, and it's like, okay. And then the Yankees got one more run in the sixth, and then it looked like okay, it looked like the White Sox we're we're basically gonna wrap this up. And then the ninth inning happened.
2: That was spectacular. It, no, it it's the gentleman's <laughs> well, like I, like i said the the game was beautiful the whole presentation was beautiful regardless of the game's outcome they it went off without a hitch it was beautiful it brought it was the most watched regular season game in 16 years and with good reason baseball i just got to say MLB, I hate a lot of what you do. Rob Manfred, you can go to hell. But for once, you actually made a good decision here.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, look at all of the other major, or with the exception of the NBA, they don't really do a lot of different stuff. But look, NFL goes to London a few times every year. They've gone to Mexico. Right. They do a lot of different stuff to kind of shake things up a little bit. NHL has, at minimum, one outdoor game a year, the Winter Classic, and now they're starting to expand to a few more. Baseball, which is, in in today's day and age, the most boring of the major sports, I hate to say, it's certainly the the longest on average, and it's got the least amount of action. They need to do something to shake things up a little bit. Otherwise, they're going to continue going down. They need to do more stuff like this, which they are. They're doing it again next year with the Reds and the Cubs, which I am thrilled with those choices. Those are two historic teams. The Reds are the first team, the, the, the first and... Longest continuously operating professional baseball team, the Cubs is the Cubs, uh, and also I presume they'll be the home team because the White Sox were the home team. The Cubs yeah, they Chicago. have one of their minor league affiliates in Iowa.
3: Yep.
2: Plus, you know what? I don't know. Is Chicago closer to Iowa than?
0: So okay, so and this this kind yeah, of course it this, is. This Illinois,
2: could, Illinois is closer so- to Iowa. Than so, Ohio of
0: course. so so yeah like um, and that's kind of one of the things it's kind of slight Gottlieb goon here actually you know what not, 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 let's just talk about this just a bit because it's he all does. things wrong with with baseball at the same time and then we'll continue with the, the rest of the stuff about that game and it's I'm trying to find that darn graphic where is it okay so Iowa guys. Probably the worst place to watch a baseball game On TV And, and do you guys know why?
1: Because it's Iowa?
0: <laughs> because They have blackout restrictions up the butt That's why If you have an lmb.tv subscription On uh, In Iowa You are getting screwed Because I think they are within four hours Of Chicago Which has two teams, Milwaukee, Minneapolis, Minnesota, five hours to St. Louis, and to Kansas City. So, at any given time, for the most part, you're going to get blacked out out of a lot of games. And people who live in Iowa are most likely fans of, you know, depending on the region, one of those teams. And if you're a team out, if you're a favorite, you know, fan of a team outside of that, you still might even get screwed a little bit because every time... I don't know if you watch the... Let's say the Marlins. The, I doubt there's a Marlins fan in Iowa. But if there's a Marlins fan in Iowa, it might help a little because you don't even face the Cubs and stuff. But uh, Only once. But aside from that, you, you still might get screwed watching the other teams, you know? So it's... Cause, yes, you the Marlins face St. Louis and Chicago and Milwaukee. That's potentially... Uh, six times. That's like eighteen games that you're missing out on, or something like that, and you're paying for it too, and you're still paying for it. Which is so you're you're paying for something you can't see. And Iowa ends or Iowans? How do you say that, Andrew? You're the- Iowans. Iowans. There we go. I- Iowers. <laughs> they uh they they continuously get screwed with, with with this type of stuff. Um. So it it's it's it, it was so bad. That as the MLB was, you know, making this, um, this game, people were, somebody posted out a billboard in, in that city in Iowa to like get their attention that, Hey, this, this really sucks. And it's not just Iowans or Iowa, Iowan terms, Iowans, Iowans. <laughs> Highlanders, I have no so it's not just them it's it's also other people in other parts of the country I remember I got blacked out when I was in Tallahassee cuz I was getting Marlins games uh, cuz um and I guess I was getting Rays games for uh, up there so I could watch the Rays and I could watch the Marlins but when the Marlins faced the Braves, I would get blacked out too because apparently it was also Braves territory. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? The Marlins faced them 18 times a season. I'm like, what the hell is this? And it sucks. It really sucks. Imagine that on a grander scale if you're living someplace else. So it's one of the things that hampers baseball's growth. So your Major League Baseball does something like this and it's like, oh man, this is awesome. This is great. But at the same time, they are also shooting themselves in the foot when they have the opportunity to do better. All right, come and get, get with it, guys. It's the 21st century. All right, get with the fellow kids. All right, just, just don the, the backwards cap, the backpack, and get Steve Buscemi in here. And, and do what you Ouch. need to do. You right, got some games on YouTube. That's fine. I like that. Do more. Do more. Let's cut the cable, all right? Alright, so let's let's get off the Xfinity teat, if you will. Yes, yeah, so I said teat on the show today. So we're we're, we're there guys. We're we're here. It's just the final show of this season and we can go all out. Alright, get so <laughs> So that's my, my godly goon on that. I just we had to mention it and I feel I feel it's incredibly unfair. And uh, I'd like to be able to You know, get a major league baseball streaming subscription, right? They got streaming services all over the place for everything else. Why don't you do baseball and hey, just pick your different plans or whatever. Or just things are getting easier, right? Let's get an Xbox Game Pass version of baseball games. Let's go. Okay, so that's me. That's my goon. We can return here if you guys have other goons in the future. But let's let's talk about the game again. So ninth inning happens the new york yankees are down charles your beloved yanks and Josh. you <laughs> your boys aaron judge
1: they're
0: not your boys no
1: more they're not your boys no more you call standing are my boys okay you know who's not my boy aaron boone hmm. you know who's not my boy zach Britton. <laughs> he keeps he keeps putting him in the games He's a Lamar Jackson of mindset. said, oh, I got COVID twice. I'm going to continue. Oh, Zach Bryan, we're going to go twice, baby. Don't get it. He's just I letting understand. it and ride. And I knew it was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. So, so You know what? Field of Dreams, the movie sucked. I'm going to say it. It doesn't even deserve a TV show. It's <laughs> is natural. natural. It, it, you know what? It's
0: not even. Hold, let's, let's have this a little bit. Andrew you, uh, and Charles, is Field of Dreams an actual baseball movie? Or is it just a movie about a father and son? Movie about
1: father and son. No, no. You, you, know what's a mo- you know what the best baseball movie is of all time? League of Their Own. Not even going to entertain anything else. Goodbye, boys. I'm done. Well, I hated that game.
2: I, I, I'll give you this. Charles said it's definitely, you definitely have a good argument on being on that being the best baseball movie of all time.
1: If you build it, they will come.
0: I've never seen if, the Sandlot. I, 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 what? What? <laughs>
1: Well'll <laughs> a second.
2: It, it, Charles, if, if you had said that Ed was the best baseball movie of all time, I would have to disown you and kick you off of the show. Is that the one with the monkey? Yes. Yes. <laughs> See it, Okay, so field of dreams,
1: if you build it, they will come. Here's the modern day equivalent. If it's ninth inning, Aaron
2: Boone will blow it. <laughs> and lo and behold. Knew it. I mean, it was it was crazy that that ninth inning. They were down what? It was it was what, seven was to four. It, it was seven to four? You guys decide to come back and score four runs. I think all of them were by home run. Yep, the big boys. The big With boys.
0: With the
1: big boys. Yeah, the Bass right. brothers, they're showing the up. The White there, Sox then, closer didn't know how to
0: throw a slider low and outside. You know, yeah. to John Carlos. Aaron, Aaron Boone's like, huh, no one could be
1: more famous than me on a walk-off home run. Right <laughs> Mac <Back> Britain. <laughs> that's really what it is. I think that's the reason why it blows the game. Anytime it's Aaron Judge, who's doing phenomenal this year, he's going to break maybe 40 home runs. And then Jean Carlos Sand, who is Big Bad Booty Daddy, uh, putting putting to rest any complaints that francisco has about him. he's still not i don't
0: have any i mean look look i i miss him <laughs> i just miss him i i miss those man he just no nobody hits home runs like he did at marlin's park i'm just saying he made marlin's park look small he just yeah made it look he,
1: small. he did and what you see is they they showed up but every time it's done it could be anybody else kahi shikoga gary sanchez like oh no, it doesn't matter but if it's the guys were played to hit he's like oh wait a second out of all the yankee prestige history i have to be the one for the most memorable home run of all time boom i'm gonna put it in zach britton and then it's just gonna get oh you had two odds i'm like where's losega i'm like where's chad green where's any of these guys coming into i think he put through a few of them but britton's in there i got scared and it's just zach britton's done he was coming back from the weight loss from having covid he's had some inflammation. why is this man even here like that's the whole thing he'd be saying I'm not physically fit and you as a manager like No, he's not physically fit you don't put in the guy who's not physically fit yet maybe down the season I don't know I don't really want to I don't know why we recalled or we put back down Steven Ridings who messed up a little bit against the White Sox we was fine and I, you know why I'm infuriated about that game Field of Dreams you wanna know what's a dream because we're a living nightmare because we are the Chicago White Sox nightmare because we took the other two out of three we bashed them baby. we smashed them we snacked them we pinned them one, two, three. that was a gentleman's sweep this this supposed team who's like almost 20 games over 500 10 games lead in the al central yeah they, whacked, they didn't have tony larusso right that doesn't count i mean you know <laughs> Ooh, is it salacious <laughs> because it's the finale solution tony solutions tony, L- L- solution. tony larusso is not there half the time as it is <laughs> mentally so you know we go from there oh, God. um i hate that game that's all i could say about it it Ugh. stings more Oh. It's gonna, you know, and, and we have a live action Red Sox. Oh, Boston's up by one. I'm not Boston, but we're up by one on Boston. But we have a live action game here, so my reactions are gonna be, you know, chef's kiss for you guys. Mm. Ooh, Luke Voigt got the home run. We're not gonna return him next year, but still, so good. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, Yankees come back, and I'm like, oh, and I'm like, Giancarlo, I'm like, all right, good for, good for Giancarlo, good for him. All right, he's not gonna win a ring there, but th- it's gonna be fun. You know, he'll have that at least, and. <laughs> And then then Chicago comes in And you're you're a good old buddy Britain, Charles You know, your boys Your boy Aaron Aaron Boone Aaron Bleepin' Boone Now you know what the bleepin' stands for Now you get Uh, it, you understand And More like
1: bum-ass boom
0: So, uh, Tim Anderson No And just An an absolute no-doubter Like, oh my god God was that a no doubter of a pitch and a home run. Like whoa, man. Everybody knew it was out. That's how no doubt it was. Dear lord. I mean, I like I get it. Like okay, you, you give up a home run. I, I guess but man, the way that happened, the way it happened, the like just like, if he walked it off and it's like, okay, it's uh, maybe down the line or something or just gets out, you know, the guy jumps up and tries to reach it. But I was like, nope, that is a laser out of the ballpark. All right, everybody, let's go home. Let's take some selfies here before they turn out the lights and, and drive back to our hotel five hours away or something. I have no idea. But, man, uh, I, I I it's probably, and I talked to Doug about this, it's probably the best regular season baseball game that I can remember in a long, long time. In a long, long time. I can't remember a better regular season baseball game in a while. That's, aside, I don't know, aside from like those before when they had the one-game playoffs and stuff, aside from those, because those are, those are technically regular season games, I, I can't think of much. I mean, that, that was it. the one between the Padres and the Rockies. In 2007, you know, there was the the Tigers and Twins one that they had a few, like, more than a decade ago. Now, man, I'm old. Dear God, I'm old. Uh, You know, Mike Piazza's uh, home run after 9-11. I remember that regular season game, but there's just uh, not much more that I can remember. I'm like, oh, my God. This this feels like... uh, This is what... Like Monday Night Football should feel like, right? Just these two epic games, and even though Monday Night Football's kind of sucked for a while now. But just uh, two teams that really good teams. I mean, they, this, these are, the White Sox are good this year. That's that's what helped this, right? <laughs> the White Sox are actually good this year. That's that's what's helping yes. this. You got the New York Yankees, who everybody hates, yep. which also you know works for this, right? It's like okay, that's that's great. And uh, the White Sox because of the the ties to the movie. Uh, I'm I'm surprised, like, uh, next year will be the Reds who won that World Series in 1919. Um, So I guess that's why they chose them along with the Cubs. Although I thought they were going to pick, like, the New York Giants or something, or the San Francisco Giants, and they'd wear the New York Giants stuff. But, anyways, uh, yeah, probably the best regular season baseball game I've seen in, in a long while. I can't remember a better one. Like, there's been memorable. I mean, I saw the one after Jose died, Jose Fernandez died, but here. But it's not that wasn't nationally televised or anything like. I'm talking about stuff that was nationally televised. Everybody was seeing it. Everybody was was tuned into it. And this is probably the probably yeah, like Andrew said, the probably the best that baseball could have asked for. It exceeded expectations. Just kind of just wow. So good good on Major League Baseball putting on a show, and and taking inspiration from all these other leagues and, and doing something different. They're doing it next year and now people people were speculating on what else can they do can they do like a sandlot version you know i haven't seen the sandlot guys i don't know i don't know nothing about that movie
1: i really this just bothers me <laughs> you know, who what was the thing was it andrew who didn't try like another thing Empanadas. Oh, our big de- yeah the big debates <laughs> about empanadas and i feel like i failed him i feel like you should have everything sports related revoked um <laughs> Because you haven't seen The Sandlot? I
0: have not seen it. Just, just <sighs> never seen it. Never never tried to see it. People tell me I should see it. Like, oh, you like baseball, right? I'm like, yeah, I guess, but yeah.
1: Uh, the, the quote's out there. You, you know. know who the great Bambino is? <laughs> hey, you know who Hercules is, man? Yeah. They, well, they can't do... I mean, they can't really
0: do much aside from outside of that. Maybe a league of their own if, like, maybe... Well, that was in, in that was like Chicago, right? They were Rockford Peaches, right? So that's in Illinois. Uh, so maybe they could do a game somewhere there and do something like that to honor that movie, but or, or the Natural uh, in Buffalo, they could do a thing like that. that they just can, gotta have
1: fun. That's they, what
0: they, can, they they could do Bull Durham because they literally have the Durham Bulls as a team still you know and they they got uh aside from that there's other i mean the rest are just major league baseball teams in movies like angels in the outfield like all right angel stadium's already being used every day and the angels are wasting the careers of two really great players already and then that one one with that kid with the chicago cubs and the other one with the kid from the rookie Tons. of the year
1: what you, Yeah. have you not seen that oh movie? i've not seen that one either there we go what the f- so I saw the know, one with the kid who owns the Minnesota Twins. I, I, I saw that little one. Well, Bigly. Bigly. Okay. So, you know, so what I'm guessing here is you don't like to watch baseball movies. I've seen Moneyball, so
0: the, the A's still, like, still play Coliseum. Which
1: works because my whole point was you only like to watch movies with old antiquated men as opposed to young aspiring, you know, Rebel Hearts. You've <laughs> never seen Rookie of the Year. Nah. Nah, never seen it.
0: That and Sand I've never seen. So you're angels in the outfield, the one with the Andrew. The how do you feel waves. about this?
1: <laughs> I feel like we should just cancel. Uh, you. Isn't I, I'm I'm speechless. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, every sport movie has a seminal movie, a tie to that sport. Rookie of the Year and Sandlot are kind of like bi seminal, like feel these are like movies that's you see not, in baseball. I mean, it's not even about the game of baseball, but it is about the game of baseball. It's about the passion of baseball. The I've fashion. seen the Benchwarmers. <laughs> why the hell do i want to watch Moneyball? (laughs) oh look billy Bean can be cheap and not go with anything and use analytics i I saw i saw bench warmers i saw that (laughs) and listen the fact that you saw a rob schneider movie (laughs) is an indictment of who you are as a person already. to top that's the cherry on the i am shocked of culture swine francisco Who you are and whom you be? You're the person that says my favorite ice cream is Neapolitan because I get all three flavors. Pick a side, man. Be original. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, my favorite ice cream is that Cookie Monster ice cream that I ate in Phoenix, Arizona. That's my favorite ice cream. God bless, you
1: know that you're 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 getting some diversity in your life. Do you like adobo on your chicken? Astros, sure I hope so. <laughs> of course I do. I'm 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 Latino. I,
0: I you know I make food. I make bow buns, guys. That was my big accomplishment last week after the show.
1: I feel so much about this. Like everything you're saying makes me hate you even more.
0: (laughs) This is even worse than me putting ketchup in my subs. (laughs)
3: Yeah.
1: I respected you for your false empanada debate of Hot Pockets empanadas. Parallel evolution. Parallel evolution. You look into the (laughs) intent of sport movies and they shouldn't be relegated to just old men trying to get their prime back, which is... Field of Dreams, Natural, Bull Durham. Um, what do you want to watch, Tilling Cup? By all means, go ahead if you want to get the golf concepts in there. It's about everything, including the young comedies. And you, sir, don't like laughter, it seems, you' your baseball. They didn't see the Bad News you Bears either. You don't like either. Either. They, with didn't your see, chocolate. they didn't see either version of the Bad News banners either. Well, Jesus! <laughs> you don't need to see the Billy Bob Thornton one, but Tatum O'Neill and Walter Matthau, yeah, kids, we're really dating ourselves here. <laughs> um, really did like that. That's still a good movie, too
2: how the hell are we friends francisco (laughs) what is going on
0: i was playing a lot of song the hedgehog three come on guys
2: all right francisco tell you what tell you what you're you're we're going to get empanadas tomorrow
0: yeah you want to you want to watch a movie while we eat them (laughs) we'll watch the same lot while we eat it
2: at this point yes this is this is uncalled for. This is this cannot stand. <laughs> I mean, Everything you have said has made me
1: violently angry. <laughs>
2: what is it you're missing? You're missing Sandlot. Yeah. You're missing. And I by saw Rooster's
0: Millions. I saw that one. With <laughs> what the
2: fuck is that? That's with Richard Pryor and John Candy. <sighs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Richard Pryor is an amazing comedian. Those are not baseball.
1: It was on MLB Network. <laughs> MLB Network will put anything. They need you to watch their stuff. You saw. He hasn't seen Sandlot, Rookie of the Year, Bad News Bears. I have a list now. I'm like jotting this out. I'm like you know, movie Santa Claus over here.
2: I mean, you're missing out, Francisco. Hmm. Just I mean, like we're missing out on McDonald's'
1: new BTS meal. <clears throat> Sorry, just had to put the point. I've in never there. played
0: any of the <laughs> Mech Warrior games. Oh,
1: no, yeah, true. But. I don't but know, I play
2: Francisco, on. I mean, watch Sandlot is, is a July, is, there is an iconic scene in there so revolving around July 4th. I mean, and that scene is, you know, if you need a kick, uh, you know the scene I'm talking about, Charles. Many of them. It, it, but the the... The, the July Fourth scene. I've seen Ken it's Burns is baseball. <laughs> okay, we're you got something going there? Okay, very good. I mean that that doesn't make up for the fact that you haven't seen Sandlot. I mean, Rookie of the Year. You should have seen. I've it. seen the rookie. <laughs> no, another
1: antiquated old man
2: trying to get his comeback here. <laughs> what is your fascination with this? <laughs> I mean, listen, Rookie of the Year, it's a great movie, I love it, but none of these are more unacceptable than not having seen Sandlot. Thank you. Like, that should be, that is punishable by death. Though I will
1: say Rookie of the Year is probably Gary Busey's, like, best role ever, and he Yes,
2: I agree. And he wasn't completely insane in that one.
1: Also, we do love him, Predator too. If you want some
2: real fine bad acting, uh. But I mean, Francisco, <laughs> guys, I I think this is going to segue to. You know what I remember? I remember this, Francisco, and I went to a one of the Marlins' firework games a while back, several years ago when we were still in law school. And I was te- I, I remember telling him that this you know, the, they opened up the roof, it was at night, they started they turned off the lights, they started doing the fireworks. I was said, you know, Francisco, that reminds me of the fireworks scene in San And he said, I'd never seen it. I said, What the fuck? So this is your fault. <laughs> You've had I years to give me had, this. <laughs> I told him he had to see it. This was probably five years ago. <laughs> I, I just remembered this right now, and you still have not seen it. This is unacceptable, <laughs> my friend.
1: You're not even like neutral chaos, man. You're just pure bad chaos mm. at this point. You know, Francisco has a particular type of um, movie viewings. Apparently, aside from benchmarks, I got to be lowbrow toilet humor, or he needs like the Howard's End equivalent of you know movies with his baseball. I. I'm just so disappointed in you. I have like no word. I can't even insult you. That's what bothers me. You can insult everybody. Y'all who knows me, where I'll take a shot at anyone, anyone. I have no qualms to it. You know, I, I'm that guy that you know after the Kobe, and so I'm like, look at this meme. Um, but then this, I have no insult. You're not even worth. This is just true disappointment. There, there is, you know, there is no words. I, I, I can't you you just like antiquated old men baseball and, and i get it but those aren't fun you know in any way shape form everything i hate is so much more <laughs>
0: i'm like toby to michael like uh, toby to michael scott right <laughs> he's right
1: now yeah you want the james <laughs> ivory merchant movies that they used to make in the 70s 80s and 90s of a specialty right here prestige oh, theater coming to a baseball and you know what the problem you know why rookie of the year and the sandlot are so fantastic because it bucks the trend of believability and has characters you care for field james field dreams snorfest partially because I like Kevin Costner as a director. Man, he's not really that good of an actor. And he's fine, but very neutral. Pump. The open range we asked with, that's a good movie. Yeah.
0: Well, even
1: maybe War of so, War. Um, and Superman's so super too. Man of Steel. It. Yeah, yeah he, he is good coming too. There's just some stuff that kind of came to it. You want that Robert Redford, and we love Robert Redford. Robert Redford, follow us on Twitter. F-J-O-J-R, Charles Achoo, Dan uh, sports goes. Imagine if we got him, I would just like I would shut up and listen to O'Clock. But you can't see in Sundance, kiddo
2: i would love to know about his experience on all the president's men yeah right that was one of my that is one of my favorite movies and just everything you know i just want to know how it was a paul newman there were some good periodic pieces
1: you know it's just he's so good as an actor he was even you know for you young kids he was also in the winter soldier he was a pierce that bad guy which took me i was like what what is this um but you want antiquity old man i can't do this and i feel like this creates a i don't know if we'll do i it haven't for, seen for, that one
0: where clint eastwood is a scout i haven't seen that one
1: so. oh no you don't need to see trouble <laughs> you don't need to see, uh, that. see that okay you don't, you don't need to see i that. didn't see fever
0: pitch either i didn't see that you don't need to see that either why would <laughs> you
1: want to watch I, okay, I don't so want to have it. a conspiracy no. <laughs> that the mlb um rigged that whole the thing that the was them winning the world series <laughs> and they say oh no we script you I'm like did it did it because it's just some coincidence that the same year, the Fairley Brothers or whoever made—I it, think it's the Fairley Brothers—go on and make this stupid little movie about Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barry. And I can't stand Jimmy Fallon. Hmm. Just not. Oh, my, that's something maybe, we all agree on. <laughs> not my saint of worship, as they say over in Brazil. Hmm. um Just no. And the, I always have the conspiracy theory, believe it or not. And you know what? in 2021 20, i'm allowed to believe in like conspiracy theory because we had trash cans and we're still gonna acknowledge using astros oh there's that little sting coming mm. back into it. i had to get the petty because i've been in shock for some time okay but but i feel like there's so many like sport movies that now we have to see what the seminal ones were and to see whether or not francisco has seen them because now i feel like there's a trend
0: yeah okay yeah oh I don't even even start on the hockey ones
1: i mean i only know of <laughs> i have a slap shot Ducks. You haven't seen Slapshot? man. No. Aside from the Mighty Ducks, that is. I saw Mighty it Ducks. I saw Mighty Ducks. I saw. Did you see all
0: three? N- uh, the
1: first two. <sighs> but I they're, they're in college. Coach Bombay left I, them. I, I didn't see How that one. How is Charlie supposed to figure out what kind yeah. of man? I'll he get my, my sister's
0: Disney Plus subscription. I'll catch up. They got the TV show now. You know.
1: I've not watched the
0: TV show. Yeah, and then. I don't uh, like Disney, my money. Yeah, I, I've seen. Uh, what was what's the one about the the nineteen eighty. US. a miracle. I've seen miracle.
1: Miracle. Yeah, I've yeah. seen that. You only only watch it for Kurt Russell. Yeah, that's former baseball player Kurt Russell.
0: Oh yeah. Hey, as a callback. Okay, guys. Yeah, uh... <laughs> this really derailed the show.
1: huh? <laughs> no, I felt like I, because we're going off the air for like vacation or season finale, <laughs> we we are going to come back and the first thing yeah. Andrew and I are going to ask this man is like, hey, Francisco, the... did you? Watch. But by,
0: by the way, we're this is a great we're we're streaming on a new platform today, it seems like this is a perfect way for Budo to start and end on because uh, we're on Mob Crush. By the way, guys, that's that's the streaming platform we're on right now. That's different. Uh, oh, Andrew, so you got somebody popping in?
2: Uh, yeah, that's, but we need to do non-sponsor first. Yeah.
0: That's right. So, uh, oh, if they're are they sitting waiting or? You, uh, we're at the 53 minute mark we can start the non-sponsors early that's
2: perfect. yeah i, I, I want to it's a, it's, a, it's a, gonna be a long segment with them
0: okay well so uh, yeah let's let's do that let's let's go to an early know, seven minutes early a word from our non-sponsors people places things concepts that we've been enjoying over last week i sure haven't been enjoying the sandlot that's for sure uh, <laughs> <laughs> over the last week so guys uh uh, where do we want to start what who's who's done a thing No? anybody okay i'll I'll go All oh right. I'll go
2: I didn't go I haven't gone first the last couple of times okay that's fine um I mean honestly I gotta say my non-sponsor is MLB yeah Huh? okay I, 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 I feel sick saying it but the that game just kind of restored my faith in humanity of baseball. You know, it 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 was everything that baseball is. It's the sport that I love, and it was nice to see them actually do something right for once. So I'll throw them a bone and say they're my non-sponsor. Uh, Positive reinforcement, gentlemen. It works. Uh, Obviously, the word of me, one lowly baseball fan in Miami, obviously means the world. So I'll give them credit where credit is due. So MLB, for not completely botching it and actually doing a hell of a job with the Field of Dreams game, you're my non-sponsor uh promo code corn bomb
0: hmm okay
2: that's what i was calling home runs was corn
0: bomb okay well that was a that was a surprise i know crazy right yeah for reals okay well i'm gonna go next so so guys oh i kind of already kind of i already i already said it man my non sponsor are bow buns Bow buns, guys. A two for two. Huh? Didn't you get them last week? Or no, we were talking about it last yeah, week. Yeah, we were talking about them. I was talking about my plans to make them, but this time I made them, guys. I made some bow buns. So, bow buns for the uncultured swine out there. All right, even though maybe I shouldn't say it because I haven't seen the sand line. Put ketchup in my subs. <laughs> so, um, bell buns they're buns they're from Asia I don't know where in Asia there's some Vietnamese ones there's Chinese ones they got different shapes and things and different ways to cook them I made them like the ones you see on the screen here so I'm I'm, I'm gonna show them off right here that like that like that I made them like that okay so I found a recipe on YouTube this woman uh, Mary Ann's kitchen great video step-by-step process of how to make these I bought what you see here on the screen here, which is a steam basket made out of bamboo. I went legit, guys. I went all the way with this. Uh, the whole entire thing. It was very Zen, right? Very, very Buddhist. I have no I'm, I'm just naming all the Asian stuff that I know. And uh, three hours. It took me three hours to make them, guys. Three hours to make seven buns. Uh, it was a touch and go. a bit there I wasn't sure I had to make the mix of the flour and the stuff and the whatever and then make that let that sit for an hour and a half then come back it all rises because of the yeast and stuff pop that out knead it make sure there's no air bubbles no nothing just kind of pound that thing all the way as much as possible then flatten it out cut it up get uh, which I got about seven there then let those sit there for about half an hour and then, you know, lift them up. Make sure they're, they're, they don't they don't stick to each other. Make sure I can be able to open them. Stick them inside the steam basket. Then, pop it on top of a uh, of a pot or something with some boiled water. Get that steam. Close up the steam basket. Let it sit there for about twelve fifteen minutes. Then uh, let it cool down. Pop it up. Then. Check out to see if they taste good and then, then fill it with whatever you want, whatever your heart desires. And my de- my heart desires a lot of things to fill stuff with, guys. Okay? Alright, I make I make peanut butter and jelly at apples for God's sake. I, I make I put ketchup in subs, guys. I put whatever if it's a pocket or a hole, I will put stuff in there that is not supposed to be in there. People could take this out of context if they feel like it. But bow thou- bad It I nailed it on the first shot, guys all right they, they were bigger than uh, normally but you know what i just made the xl versions that's fine I'll, I'll i'll make smaller versions next time i wasn't sure about the the portion size or anything like that but they came out just as good as they do at the restaurants All right, i mean and then i filled mine with uh I, I had some bison guys i found this oh god man God, am i gonna do a dual non-sponsor i think i will guys all right, I went to a place called Wild Forks. I put Wild Forks for some reason, but Wild Fork, all right, that, that is a store. Buy some meat. Get all kinds of meat there, guys. Just uh, it was next to the FedEx when I was uh, headed on over there. Let me just put on zip code. I don't care. Just put a zip code, random zip code. I don't care. Just get me out of here. Get off the website, Start shopping. I don't care. Okay, so they got all kinds of meat there, guys. You want you want some god man I don't need this and you want some fish they got fish all right there were some swordfish there guys it's the nice and fancy so this is the good stuff they got they got oysters they got your shellfish you got your porks and your beefs and your chickens and your turkeys and your ducks all right but they got some exotic stuff too guys you want some elk they got some elk you want some bison they got some bison you want ostrich they got ostrich I I haven't gone to ostrich guys. I I might I might try that out. You never, never had ostrich. Never had ostrich. Never they had I've some had gator too.
1: Turkey
0: before. Hmm. So I made some garlic sesame bison to fill my bao buns with. Thanks to this store, it's actually I bought a lot of meat for fairly cheap. They got some good prices, guys. All right, and they they flash freeze their stuff, so these things thaw like that. I mean, it is uh you know it can be a slog to to you know defrost meat but at this place it's already frozen stick it in your fridge and because it's been flash frozen that means it'll defrost a lot quicker right you can stick it in the sink if you feel like it run some water in there but it'll be good to go in about i don't know like 10 15 minutes heck they even make it so that you can just stick it on the grill if you feel like it, or stick it in your microwave or george foreman grill or or your fryer, what have you whatever you guys got going That's what they got going, and I just, I, 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 the combination of this, along with the bow buns, of my, my culinary skills, guys, are through the roof, I know how to make ramen and all that stuff, man, this is great, I put ketchup on my subs, like, I am, I am a, a food connoisseur, okay, and, and maybe, maybe, maybe someday I'll make empanadas and can all sit down and watch, uh, I don't know, I guess the Sandlot, so. Movies. (laughs) Actual Movies. That supposedly I, I'm missing out on. Uh promo code. Uh I guess I'm an uncultured
1: swine, so uncultured. I would have gone with big bow buns, so you could just sing the big buns. Oh, Bao
0: I like Bao. big bow buns. I cannot lie. Okay. That works too. That
1: goes with it. Um So I'm up. It's kind of a dual one too, just because it is hot in Florida. It is. It is. And when you need something refreshing to drink and refreshing to eat, and I had a court at 1:30 today, so I love to get my lunch at 11:30, like and I didn't know what I want to get. And you know, I had Tijuana flats over the weekend, and I'm a non-sponsor, still good. You guys should get it. I had the Colonel last night for dinner after I worked out intensively, because of course that's what would happen. You know, you exercise for almost two hours. I'm gonna get some fried chicken, but I can't control what the people bring in the house. I can only accept and receive, right? Because it beats PB&J. But I knew I had to go something different norm. I'm going to my car, go to the car, trapped in the heat, even got my sunshade. What the hell's going on? Sweating it out already. Got my car to this place of establishment. Sweating it out already. I, I, I don't understand how I have lived here for 25 years and my body has I'm like you're not used this yet, but when it is hot and it it's stanky, you need something that's just refreshing. So I went to Jimmy John's get a nice healthy ish lunch. My healthy is getting the combo, the Billy club with a big ass cookie. And this is where the duality comes in. So Jimmy Jones is like my non-sponsor with the caveat of what I got. Cause the Billy club was good. Their cookies are awesome. Their triple chunk chocolate cookie, big, huge, tasty. That's really what their non-sponsor kind of comes from. And everybody has a debate of what kind of subs they want to get their stuff from. I have hierarchy. The best to me is always Jersey Mike's, but they're so expensive when you go for the Giants, but you shouldn't eat the Giants in one sitting. Really, it's like two subs at once, but the quality is good. I like Jimmy John's for the bread. I actually have Publix pretty low in the standard subcategory, unless yeah. you're going with the Publix I like Jimmy John's bread.
0: Tenders. You can buy those day stuff. Yeah, the so... Yeah,
1: awesome. yeah the, the, the bread matters. The bread matters so much, and they could use a little diversity, but they're quick, they're prompt, but the cookie is just so damn good, because I don't want chips. I had trouble with it yesterday, because... I'm trying to be healthy. I had an island green. I'm gonna keep my body alive to make it to 32 next week. Guys, we're gonna survive it. But I wanted that damn cookie. So that damn cookie was so flavorful, you know, to kind of go from that. But then I got the other kicker, the deal with the heat. I try not to drink a lot of soda. I really don't drink a lot of soda. You guys have known me for a while. I just drink a lot of water. And when I have a soda, it's usually if I use it as a mixer, I don't like to go out there, but I knew it was hot. And what did they have on tap right there for me? A nice, cool, refreshing, Cherry Coke. Oh, that syrup was so good, man. Brought that back in the office. Took a bite at my belly club. <sniffs> sipped up my cherry coke. Then I had my big giant ass cookie. And it was good. And it was delicious. And I loved it. Because I'm kind of sick of regular Coca-Cola. I'm sick of the bite. I'm sick of the bitter taste. I'm sick of the sensation. I require sweet. Look at me. You wanna know what my spirit animal is? It's a uh, not violet Beauregard. But it's the uh, the other ones. I, I want it now. Uh, Veruca Salt from Willy Wonka. chocolate. That's <laughs> me oh, yeah. <Fancy> with anything <laughs> that is sweet. You sweet? I want it, man. Oh, cookie? Let me have it. Soft drink? Sure. It has taken like eight years of discipline to take away from that stuff. Man, when I was in law school, I probably ate a whole lot of that stuff. But I, you know what I did? I went to Publix today. I was like, you know, I had to get milk. But, you know, I, to treat the family. I got cheesecake. I have that sweet tooth. But they were able at jimmy john's to take care of my thirsty quenches to take care of my tummy rumblings and also give me that sugar rush that i need to go to the court so jimmy john's non-sponsor in addition to cherry coke and listen it is not up for the debate whether cherry coke's better or wild pepsi uh cherry is better they're both adequately perfect and suitable for me i love them both they're one's wild and one's cherry coke man. So those are my stool non-censors, uh, non-sponsors. I don't want to go non sponsors and read one thing and go into another. Non-sponsors, promo code, uh, you know, pro- promo code, Sweet Tooth.
3: Hmm,
0: mm-hmm, OK. All right, guys, so that's that's our non-sponsors early. But Andrew's got somebody he's going to bring in here. How are we bringing them in, Andrew? How are we doing this? Uh, I'm gonna have them in on my phone, okay, okay. we can't pass them in on the, on, the, on the Facebook now and no, uh,
2: I'm not friends with them on Facebook, oh, so okay, okay, we can do the Google stuff too if you want you know. can
0: you know take a couple minutes to get that set up. it would be nice and cool, well, but I'm not sure. Here, how you
2: guys you, give me a second.
0: So, uh, I can do a small segment while we I get that seg- set up or whatever, you know I'm not sure.
1: Yeah. Side note, Yank's up two zero. 0
0: hmm. If not, we'll do it that way. That's fine. Alright, well. I mean, while we wait for that, I mean, I can always, always, always do one of these smaller segments, because I, I had oh, something going on.
1: Stan, Stan got a homer.
0: Oh, I, miss oh, I miss him. I'd miss him. Look, I, I, I really do miss him. <laughs> he was, he was one of like if God, man, we 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 probably wouldn't have kept him, you know. I uh, I don't know if he would have exercised that option to to stay or not, you know. I mean, it I depends mean. on the losing. But like he would have get. I mean, he's getting that money guaranteed. But man,
1: man, hey, oh man. You know, the thing is, is that he's still he's still productive, man. And the thing is, his contract becomes super tradable if the NL switches into a.
0: Designate hitter
1: league. Oh, okay. At some point. <laughs>
0: uh, I, I, well, Andrew's getting that set up. I can do a player remember forget. Get this one right. out of the way. All right. My, my player to remember to forget is Glenn Davis.
3: Slightly familiar.
0: Not the Glenn Davis. Not Glenn Big Baby Davis. Not oh. that one. Ah, that's why I chose him. That's why I chose him, Charles. All right, this is a different Glenn Davis. This is Glenn Davis, first baseman. I went to State College of Florida, Manatee Wait, can Arizona. I pause you guys? Yeah, What? I have him on the line. Okay, well, we'll get back to Glenn Davis later. That's fine. We'll get back to him. I got a whole thing set up. Oh, yeah, Andrew, I, I, I bought something from my brother-in-law in home field, by the way. It's his birthday next week. Oh, okay. Week. Um, Mississippi State t-shirt.
2: Yeah. How does he uh, like
0: it? No, he hasn't gotten it yet. He's a surprise.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Well you just announced it on your podcast though? What did uh, you he listen to He doesn't listen to
2: us. <laughs> well damn you, brother in law.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: All right. All right. So gentlemen, yeah, yeah. we have a returning guest. Returning. His name is Matthew. He was on the show about a year or so ago, maybe. I I've lost all sense of time. <laughs> He is a big Boise State and Cal. Ah, yes. You remember him. I remember him. Boise Blue or something like that? Yep, Boise Blue. Holy crap, I'm good. He is here to discuss the upcoming college football season, and there might be a little bit of trash talk between us because UCF and Boise State face off in week one.
0: Okay. Well, Welcome. Welcome back. Can you he hear us? I
2: think so. Can you hear us? I can. Okay.
4: Actually, you know, right, that's awkwardness on my part. I didn't know if it was my turn to speak yet. <laughs> uh, hey guys, thanks for, thanks for having me back on. Um, I had a lot of fun last time, so um, you know, back here to, to do it again. Um, trash talking's been, been going up, um, you know. As Andrew said, uh, Andrew's been seeing some of that back and forth with some UCF fans. It's just so hard to be mean to you guys, though. Um, after kind
2: of what both teams have gone through. Mm. Yeah, to to kind of give you guys some background on that, Boise State was the you guys were the, they were of, the original correct non-power they were the, five
0: team to not get a shot.
2: Yeah, I mean there were. There were teams before that got snubbed, but they were the first to really get snubbed on a routine basis. They they kind of set the standard for what it means to be one of those top tier, non automatic qualifiers slash group of five schools, and you know we we kind of picked up the mantle from them, as it were. So. You could almost call it a friendly rivalry if you will because you know you know obviously we're playing against each other we have a lot in common in regard to being kind of looked down on by the establishment uh there's still kind of that little bit of you know jabbing and elbowing going on here and there but it's nothing like uh we have with south florida or they have with byu so it's it's like a like little sibling rivalry, if you will.
0: Mm. All right, so season's about to start, guys. Things are, are going to go down. My Seminoles, well, Bobby Bowden died, So, but we knew that was going to happen at some point. And uh, I don't know if I should be apathetic or not, because if uh, the Seminoles suck, I will be watching the Florida Panthers and, heck, maybe the Miami Dolphins.
1: That's, yeah, that's you're the like, worst person when the Seminoles are terrible.
0: Oh yeah, I have absolutely no I, I really do not care at all if they're if they are terrible. Oh man. I am the most fairweather of fairweather Florida State fans. Alright. You you I pay I pay that damn tuition. You better be good at football. That's for sure. So uh that, that's just me, but how how are things gonna look for, for you guys this year? Matthew, how are things gonna go this college football season? Well, you know, I look at, um, so I'm looking at
4: this team and and there's, there are so many things to be excited about, um, for Boise state, uh, you know, the starting with the offense look, I mean, pretty much every single piece of that offense is coming back. Um, you know, obviously COVID presented so many issues for Boise state last year and it's easy to look at it and say, you know, they finished five and two, um, they had blowout losses, blowout loss to BYU. Um, we ended up uh, losing in our conference title game uh, to a team we had never lost to before. Uh, there's just the, the season was just so bizarre. Um, and so many of those offensive pieces barely, barely touched the field last year. So it's really hard to gauge um, what we can expect from the offense this time around. But one thing that I can say for sure is that the chemistry of that team is just, it's there. And that's kind of what gives so many Boise State fans hope. Uh, we brought in so much talent. You know, and let me clarify, the
3: team is young. You know, uh, you're Seminoles, man. They lost to a freshman quarterback and a freshman running back. Um, I mean, we full-on expected to not, uh, to, to not win that game. And it looked like it was going to be that way for a while.
4: Um, But, you know, they were freshmen at that time. They came back the next year, injuries galore, COVID galore. Some people off and out sitting, people got sick. Um, So the season, you know, it's quite disappointing by Boise State standards, but it's also a wonder that we only lost two games. Um, But I'm very optimistic personally, uh, especially with the defense. Um, all units on the defense, maybe say the secondary is it has my full confidence. I told Andrew this um, earlier through chat that the secondary is definitely what worries me. I think that that's the thinnest piece of that defense uh, for Boise State. Um, and obviously, the last thing you want to do is play somebody like DG, who just seems to get the ball wherever it needs to go. Um, So I think that they're going to have their work cut out for them um, in that regard in the first week. But uh, ultimately I'm I'm very optimistic personally, guys. Um, I'm looking forward to a good year. I think that it's going to be a fun year an explosive year for Boise State
2: and just hoping for the best that COVID doesn't get them. Yeah. It's um, kind of back up his point. I, I, sort of have the same concerns on the flip for UCF. Um, You know, our offense is unbelievable under, as he called, uh, as he said, DG DG is our quarterback, Dylan Gabriel. Um, He can sling the ball, he threw for over 600 yards in at least two games last year. And so offense is not an issue we have a lot of our wide receivers returning it's just the defense that was our that was our achilles heel last year so he matthew thinks it's going to be a close game i think it's going to be a close game i think any ucf fans who say it's going to be a 20 point blowout are insane um at least on ucf's part although honestly i don't think it's going to be a a huge blowout on in either direction. Uh, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so uh, go ahead. I
4: agree with that, Andrew, and um, what you kind of said, but the only thing I'm going to disagree with you on is actually your assessment of your guys' defense. And the reason I'm going to disagree with you there is Because you had so many opt-outs last year on the defensive Mm. side of the ball that are now coming back. And so I think that people measuring the UCF defense off of a 2020 performance and not a 2019 performance, I think is – I think we're going to see – I think your chance is going to reflect more on that 2019 side. If I'm being completely – and this is just – my, my speculation. Granted, they're going to need to adapt to a new system. Whatever Malzahn and his crew try to put in place, that is that that's going to have you know you're going to have growing pains there. They you're looking at them trying to um, you know build that team chemistry, that that cohesion, that defensive units are really dependent on in terms of creating that defensive net to block people from getting through. Um, you know, I, I think that there there's a lot of question marks, but I think that if we had, I'm leaning more towards kind of seeing more of that 2019, and I, you know what, I don't know why I'm saying the UCF but that 2019 Central Florida defense. Um, you know, that's a little jab at you, my friend. Um, that I think we're going to see that 2019 Central Florida defense come into this
2: game against Boise. If that's the case, then we're totally getting a twenty-point blowout. I'm kidding. Um, no, nah, it's it's going to be a good game. You know, I wish I could have uh, could have gone in person, um, but unfortunately, the virus, COVID, whatever you want to call it, uh, that that kind of scuttled that plan. You know, this was this was when this game was announced. I immediately started looking forward to it. I I honestly am looking more forward to this game than the Louisville game. Or the, we have a, a Maryland game coming up soon. I I wanted to go to this one. This, you know, it was, you know, he was gonna come down. I was gonna get him some lazy moon, show him around campus and all that jazz. Uh, unless that ain't happening, so. Uh, hopefully. We, we can see this in Boise, though. I I'll be at
4: that game. Hopefully, I mean, who knows what the future holds, but I do plan to get there.
2: And I hope to make it up to to Boise for that one. So, we'll we'll get we'll get it worked out somehow. So, another question for you then? Yeah. Is you are also a Cal Bears fan?
0: I am. That's where our boy Aaron Rodgers is from, right, Charles?
2: Trash. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> um, so let me ask you then, you have a bit more of a, a grasp on what's going on on the West Coast. What's going on over there? You guys have a new commissioner. Larry Scott is finally gone. Thank God. So what do you think about that and about the new commissioner this upcoming season? And I guess to kind of extend it, the supposed alliance, if you will, between the Pac-12, the ACC, and the Big Ten.
4: So let me start with the commissioner because i got a lot to say about that. Um, so the new, Larry Scott was a plague, man. Um, you know, you look at – There was a time when the Pac-12 was a premier conference. They were getting the recruits. I mean, and and it's, you know, there was so much kind of going into that, you know, that kind of West Coast vibe, that feel, those high-octane offenses, those stout defenses. You know, the Pac-12 was very attractive in in, in not just football, but in all sports, the schools, and even academically. You know, they're they're a powerhouse in, in that regard. Larry Scott came along, and people were excited about him. He was kind of visionary. He had a lot of great ideas. Um, you know, he was a, a jolt of energy that the conference needed. Um, you know, if I remember correctly, he got that initial expansion in with Utah and, um, and Colorado. And then he decides to pull this thing out called the Pac-12 Network, which is not entirely, was not entirely his brainchild. But the way that it went about it, from what I'm understanding, is, 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 is his issue. You know, I'm in the heart of Pac-12 country. I grew up watching UCLA, USC. Um, you know, I'm, I was born and raised in Los Angeles, moved out to Orange County. You know, one of the things that really – I mean, I am literally in the heart of Pac-12 country. Um, the issue here is the games got closed out we couldn't watch them on local television anymore because of this PAC 12 network. And that was such a problem because the entire West coast got kicked out of it because Larry Scott was so adamant about having the PAC 12 network streamed on only networks that would pay X amount of dollars. And unfortunately, those networks are not readily available or extremely expensive here, and so there. All of a sudden, these teams are not getting exposure. You're not seeing PAC, you're not seeing UCLA, USC, Stanford, oh. Washington. So, you're not seeing these teams on national television it's,
0: anymore. It's not just Major League Baseball that has a problem with this blackout stuff.
2: We were we were discussing earlier about how Major League Baseball's blackout system is horrendous so that actually ties back into what you're saying pretty well yeah so you guys you you have that feel there
4: like we 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 got kind of blacked out and if we wanted it we needed to go get like dish network or something something that nobody has here really so
2: you know and and, go ahead oh no no no
4: yeah so it's just you know, it, it was such a bad situation all in all. And I'm hoping, now right now, there's no indication that this new guy, and I forget his name, is going to change any of that. We don't know if that's going to happen. I can hope for it. I, I'd love to be able to watch my Golden Bears. I'd love to be able to watch UCLA, USC. You know, I these are things I'd like to see. But they really blacked everything out. And you saw, I mean, there's a direct correlation. Two years into the Pac-12 network, recruits didn't want to go there. Because they're like, I, I'm not going to be on TV. You know, I'm not going to get that exposure. People aren't going to see me. And that's, that's a big thing for recruits, is getting the exposure. Every single college football player is there to get to the next level. And if people don't watch you play or they don't see you play, that's not going to happen. So now you're seeing the Pac-12 in the state that it's in right now. So we can keep our fingers
2: crossed that, you know, things change, but I'm just glad that the cause of it is, is gone. and that that kind of s- speaks to basically what everyone larry scott became a meme with how bad he was so yeah um, and then what are your thoughts on this this um, alliance if you will between the the Pac-12 ACC Big 10 so i i
4: don't think it's going to happen in the way that people are saying it's going to happen um first of all it's ridiculous it's stupid that is a scheduling nightmare first of all and secondly i think if we now are the conferences in talk i'm sure they are you know the sec is trying to do its thing they made the moves by getting um oklahoma and texas and to be quite frank with you i don't think that they're done I think they're going to make a grab for other programs, Uh, probably in the ACC. I think they're going to at least go for two more, Clemson being the obvious choice there. Um, But I think if the Big 12, the Big 10, the Pac-12 form any sort of kind of alliance in that regard, I think that it's going to be in terms of a kind of out of conference schedule alliance, in my opinion. I think that that's the smarter way to go personally. You know, um, trying to form this major 32-team super conference, um, I mean, do, can they figure out the logistics? Probably. Do they want to? Is that beneficial? I don't think so, personally. Um, but and, and it just looks desperate, in my opinion. Um, you know, you, the, the fact remains, and I've said this for years, is that the SEC is a top-heavy conference that people you know the only reason that they're kind of getting their way is not from sheer power they've got bama and that's about it they've got lsu they've got florida they got georgia but these are teams that kind of fizzle out as the year goes on that we've seen i mean unless lsu took a complete dump in from going (laughs) their national year their national title year to what the disaster they were the year after Um, so you know it's like the only real perennial power of that conference is Bama, and then maybe Georgia. Florida kind of flares up every so often. Tennessee's a dumpster fire it has been for God knows how long. Um, you know, you're looking at Vanderbilt, that honest to God, I forget is even in the conference every so often. There's Old Miss. There's Mississippi State. You know, these these are not perennial powers. And just because you're in the SEC. And you go beat up on the ITT Tex in the University of Phoenix on the out of in your out of conference schedule. That doesn't mean anything to everybody else. The perception they're getting of getting a being a superpower is what the media is allowing it to be, and I think that that's just the truth of the matter. You know, adding Texas. I mean, well, everyone's talking about Texas, and it's like. Well, what are we going to do? We're going to watch Texas fight Arkansas for that fourth win of the year every year, and that's supposed to bring in some major ratings? You know, Oklahoma, again, another one. You know, they're great in the beginning. They kind of fizzle out at the end. I blame their offense, you know. They've got an offense that just beats the hell out of their players over the years, but, you know, I mean, over the course of the weeks. But, I mean, you know, I think that if, if – if, again, outside of looking in, I'm not a professional sports analyst, I'm not a financial advisor, but if I'm looking on the outside, the move looks desperate, and I think it only serves to validate what the SEC thinks of itself, you know, and that's just, that that's my opinion on it. Um, I, I mean, you can take that for what it's worth, but
2: that's my two cents on it. All right, do you guys have any questions? I mean,
1: so if you're trying to take ACC teams at least kind of help out with Pac-12, you know, we know Clemson was a suggestion. What other team would catch eye right that you think would actually be able to benefit in that mean, conference? The only one that makes actual sense to me would probably be Florida State, in my opinion. And
4: I, the reason is I think it it expands that Florida market for the SEC, it's got that blue blood name. It's got that money. It's got that tradition. And I think that those are things that the SEC kind of holds important. So if the top two targets in that
1: conference, in my opinion, are Florida State and Clemson. Yeah. And then and I, just I think you're loved. Uh,
0: yeah. I, yeah. I was thinking about that question. I'm like, I mean, historically, bringing Georgia Tech in to have that Georgia Georgia Tech rivalry from a historical standpoint, because I think Georgia Tech used to be in the SEC.
2: They were a long time ago. Yeah,
0: so I don't know. That's the only other... Like, if, the, if the, a consolation prize that they can't pry one of the others out. I mean,
2: I, I think the only... advantage to bringing in Georgia Tech is just for that rivalry reason, but they don't really bring much else to the conference. Um... I mean, really, the only benefit is just uh, Georgia and Georgia Tech save one out-of-conference game each year. Uh, you know, Florida State that saves uh, that saves an out-of-conference game each year, and like Matthew mentioned, it's it, they, it's actually a net positive for the the conference. And then same thing with adding Clemson. Because their main rival is South Carolina, which is in the SEC, so that's saving an out-of-conference game as well. Um, I think they they play every year, yeah. I think so. I do. So, uh, yeah, the they're, they're rivalry
0: game. So yeah.
2: So when you're when you're limited, the SEC when you're limited to three out-of-conference games each year. Um. You know having one predetermined for you is kind of a downer um so if you're able to free that up i mean that's good business you can use that on someone else but you know it only makes sense if they're actually going to add to the conference as a whole
4: yeah i think building on current markets would probably serve them best you know um, i think like i said building on that florida market you know you know, looking at the Gators, they, you know, they, like I said, they kind of fizzle up and down, you know, it's, think of it like, a, you know, like shaking up a soda, you know, mm-hmm. and kind of, that's how I, that's how I see Florida. They kind of like fizzle up and make a lot of noise. And then they just kind of die down when you ignore them. Um, and then there's, um, you know, and then I think by bringing in Clemson, you're really kind of just solidifying the hold on that South Carolina market. And, Granted, I, I mean, I say South Carolina market. I don't know if that's even a legitimate market or not. But <laughs> I think that looking, taking control of that state, you know what I mean? is I think just by adding Florida State and adding uh, Clemson, you're really, really solidifying the foothold in that area. Mm-hmm. And it is I, mean. I mean, Florida's a recruiting hotbed.
3: You know, it, it makes complete sense for them to want to get Didn't get into that. They had Texas A and M, which was the door for the SEC to really get into Texas. Now they've really
4: taken it by by adding in the Longhorns, and then they got Oklahoma, which is just that Red River rivalry is just such a big deal to them. But that's another that really helps solidify that Texas market too, because Oklahoma really pulls a lot of kids from them. So. I mean, strategically, it makes a lot of sense. It really does. But, you know, who knows what they've got up their sleeve. They claim they're done. I doubt it. But um, I don't think the – you know, kind of going back to the super conference thing, I don't think that that's going to happen. I think, if anything, I mean, the, the Big Ten already requires, you know, conferences to schedule out of – you're not allowed to schedule um, anybody outside of FBS or out of conference games. I know the PAC follows that too. The Big 12, I don't think so. But um, so you've already kind of seen that, but I think that what it would do to kind of keep that money within those three conferences, rather than going and scheduling the SEC out of conference, I think you're going to see a lot more of those uh, Florida I mean, those uh, Ohio State and Oregon matchups. I think you're going to see Washington and Michigan kind of take each other on. That's what I think is what, what we're going to end up kind of settling on, in my opinion. <laughs>
2: Sorry, guys. Drop the <laughs> keys. Um, and then do you have any other? I don't know. Takes on the rest of the country. That's kind of a. Um, I mean, have you seen the Sandlot?
4: <laughs> have I seen
1: the Sandlot? Yes. What millennial hasn't? Oh, oh! Well, what a <laughs> <breaking> <laughs> introduction to this. So. Let me ask you this, do you like movies about young, fire and the hearts, and passion, and love of the sports, and camaraderie of friendship? Or do you like old, antiquated men trying to get back in their life because they missed their first opportunity? Because there's a man named Francisco who would like to tell you about his snorfest interest in movies, because he's never seen a Sandlot.
4: <laughs> so are you talking like Sandlot versus like Field of Dreams type of thing? Uh,
1: yeah, well, yeah... Unfortunately, I never thought we had to come to this. A Civil War breaks out. If I had to pick, you know? I want, I, I, I pick, I want the, the Sandlot, the Mighty Ducks,
4: um, you know, uh, I mean, maybe Angels in the Outfield. Um, You're
1: fired, Francisco.
4: I mean, Field of Dreams, it's got its place, you know. Um... <laughs> I, I don't hate them,
0: but I you know for my childhood that 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 speaks to me more. Francisco never saw it. Sorry guys, I was playing I was you know watching Power Rangers, Ninja Turtles, playing Sonic. We were 3, too. Genesis. I just You're I just like a year older than me and I still saw <laughs> it. You know yeah. I saw Mighty
1: Ducks. Okay, I saw Angels in the Outfield. I saw Space Jam. All one right. right does not absolve 20 wrongs. Who <laughs> taught you this illogical thinking. You know, you're that guy who says, oh, yeah, you know, Rudy's a great college football movie, and then you forget all the the greatest college football movie of all time. Well, which one is that one? <laughs> I was about to say it was like Varsity Blues, but it's not. I will bring that up in a second. I'm just giving examples here of what we talk about. Uh, I'm not really into Rudy. I mean, I've
0: seen it, but I'm not really into Rudy. It's
1: the Water Boy. How have you not oh my! Understand? I've
0: seen the Waterboy, okay? Come on, man. Jesus, you I saw- were
1: willing to watch. I was <laughs> waiting for you. Good, dude. I watched the Rob Schneider Benchwarmers movie. How am I not going to I know, to but that is not Waterboy capability. To, would you say Forrest Gump is a college football movie? Because then if we are going to encompass it, feel good family connection. Yeah. That, that'll keep me up at night as I think about it.
0: Uh, yeah, no, not really. I mean, it's just what brief, very brief moment of the movie, you know.
1: He just he just kept running. I mean, because you could say he Forrest Gump was a war movie at the same time, you know. You could say that too. Wait, have you seen? Since we're on football topics, yeah, this brings history. Have you seen the Little Giants? No. Oh, God, just
0: <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> Damn. It! I I like the one where the the guy from Syracuse. Th- that one, I like that one where he wins the Heisman Trophy and all that stuff.
1: I like that one. It's historical. Little, you know. Little Giants is the football equivalent of the Sandlot to a degree. Oh, I always remember God. the stick-up scene. I've seen Like I... Mike. <laughs> no. <laughs> no one's going to – I was going like to do a hot take <laughs> and someone was going to knock the 13 old in a thirty-year-old friend, but
2: that's rude. But no, Like Mike doesn't count. <laughs>
3: We have been
2: we have been hammering on Francisco all episode because of his lack of seeing he he is we have a segment called uncultured swine <laughs> which is usually dedicated to us learning about sports and things outside of the United States but for this episode Francisco is the uncultured swine. <laughs> have you seen vars? Have you seen Varsity Blues? The replacements. Have you seen the replacement? I don't I've care seen about the Replacement.
1: I've seen that. Okay, good because yeah, you I, know Shane is an American hero. Don't Wait, hold on.
2: Matthew has a question, guys.
1: Sorry, Matt. Well, I, I haven't heard anybody talk about Remember the Titans. Please tell me we. Have
0: I not. have seen that. Please, yeah. yes, I have seen that. It's okay. Listen, listen, you have to kill me. Just as much <laughs> as the sun
1: rises in the east and sets in the west, we we see Remember the Titans. I would hope so. At least on my
2: end. <laughs> I've seen it as well. Okay.
1: That one like with,
2: wasn't
0: there one with like Samuel Jackson as a coach? I've seen that one, Coach Carter, right? Uh, Coach Carter, yeah, yeah I've seen that.
1: Not great, not... how do we feel about any given Sunday? That
0: I one with it's... The Rock, with uh, when he's like the, the you know, the juvenile detention warden, yeah. or whatever. I've seen that one.
1: We... Francisco's favorite football movie is The Blind Side.
0: I've <laughs> seen so The Blind
1: Side. <laughs> Fucking trash movie. <laughs> I mean, how does Sandra Bullock even win an Oscar? Care? Well, it depends on which longest yard. Both are equally good. Yeah, both are equally good. Whereas you know, I I know what Francisco's favorite uh, football movie is. It's Draft Day, starring Kevin Costner. You're <laughs> a bum, Francisco. You're <laughs> a bum. S-
0: I've seen that one where Robert De Niro is a crazy Giants fan. I've seen that one.
1: Any given, oh, you're talking about Robert De Niro. I'm sorry, I was looking at any given. What, site for was Alexander, it with
0: Wesley Snipes it's... and Robert De Niro, and he's like an insane oh, yeah, I know
1: Giants <laughs> fan, or whatever. That doesn't, that doesn't. That's a that was a baseball. <laughs> Yeah, um, let's see. There's just so many leatherheads now. That's not my cup of tea. Uh, the game plan is what you're. There's also the game plan where I guess the Rock. That you probably 42. like 42 because you have low bow. <laughs> 42. All right, baseball movies. Hold on. Well, you're got baseball movies. Got basketball movies because you mentioned Coach Car- Coach Carter.
0: I saw that He's one 17. with. Uh, which one's the uh,
1: rebound with Martin Lawrence? I've seen that. I get get the. Have you seen Semi Pro? 'Cause I think that's funny. Have you seen Hoosiers? He got game. He I've got Blades games. of Glory. I've seen that's,
0: that. I've seen Ray Allen. Uh kicking and was it kicking and screaming with Wolf Ferrell?
1: I've seen that. Too. Not not as great with kicking and screaming. <laughs> Love and basketball, phenomenal movie. Just saying right now. Um, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. White man can't jump. I've seen that, that, that that's, too. That's more okay. about the system, if anything. Pure basketball. You Francisco probably likes Uncle Drew. Boxing <laughs> movies, we we it's Rocky, It's Ali, we can just get those out there. Creed, out the I've seen right Creed, now. yeah. I have not seen Creed, actually. Oh, okay. It was a law school movie. And because it was a law school movie, it means it's just when I'm on my deathbed at, like, 60, you know, coming into it.
0: Uh, trying to think of a college football question.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, this is more about... Wait, have you seen Slam Dunk Ernest? Because, you know, if we're bringing it in, all, all in here... <laughs> Matthew, Matthew what sick. do you think is the greatest sport movie of all time? There we go. That's not a very fair question. Ooh. Um, well, you know, this is you I mean, know so, sometimes no, wait, life's so, not fair. So okay, I can I can give you some candidates. How's that sound? Because I'll take candidates, have an equally strong
4: feeling towards both, towards all. You know, um, is that acceptable? that's acceptable yes okay so in terms of kind of like a you know nostalgia childhood i gotta go with the sandlot like it's just it's hard to it's hard to argue against that you know and then i think um in terms a close second for that nostalgia would would be the mighty ducks you know in terms of kind of a more kind of heart-wrenching like really tugs at your heartstrings kind of movie i'm gonna go with remember the titans you know um I, I, it's just that movie still gives me chills in some of those scenes um I think it's a great one uh I um you know here's one that I haven't seen anybody bring up and um it, it's kind of opposite end of the spectrum in the films we've been talking about but Million Dollar Baby was incredible
1: I don't know if any of you guys have seen that movie uh The Tear Jerker yeah uh, yeah that's the Clint Eastwood film um mm-hmm it's
4: just so well done and it was so incredible. Um, you know, I, I, I enjoyed a lot of kind of boxing movies. Um, I, I did boxing when I was younger. So it kind of was like fun to watch some of those, but um, that was such a good movie. It was so well done. Um, and then even Southpaw in terms of that kind of like thriller aspect of it and drama aspect, that was another really good movie. Um, but it, those aren't those aren't in the in the categories by the way I kind of went off on a separate tangent there um but <laughs> it, it, you know in terms of the, the two movies that just when you
1: asked me that question the first two movies that came to mind for me personally were um Reward of the Titans and uh Mighty and uh Sandlot I will say that boxing movies tend to have a lot of good options aside from Rocky and Ali um I like The Fighter. That's a very good movie. David O. Russell directing that. I think that's very compelling. Those Mickey or torogati matches were just good. I mean, that, was the, that was the proposal for the sequel. You didn't see it? So, they, they had proposed... Uh, it, it's very good. So, like that was the proposal for the sequel, to do that trilogy. But then, you know, the first one was just Mickey's like rise, you know, rise into the beginning. Um, very good character, Christian Bale won an Oscar on it, but I was really upset they can't go with the Mickey or torogati sequel that they had talked about. But you had... Brock had Ali, and there was like, one other boxing movie? Cinderella Man. But I think that's more of a period piece as opposed to a pure boxing
0: movie. I've seen Cinderella Man. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it's good to tearjerker. You know us as a tearjerker? The wrestler. Sorry, Mickey Broic. If you guys ever want to bow into the Oh, Charles, are you going to watch Heels? Maybe. Maybe. Possibly. I'm a wrestling fan, Matthew. So, that's where it kind of comes into it. I wrestled in high
4: school. I wrestled in high school,
1: so Oh, I'm I'm talking about costume wrestling, <laughs> <laughs> professional sports entertainment wrestling like WWE. Oh,
4: okay, okay. So not real wrestling.
1: Um, it's scripted. You know, <laughs> let's, you are know, a fun thing, but don't don't ruin myself. So no, no, no. But um, not real wrestling. The only I, I'd be interesting going from there. I put in wrestling movies, but I was going with boxing movies. So you're like a man of all cultures. If you did boxing, you did wrestling. Um, all that fun stuff. So you can give us some insight on those combat sports as well that we like. Uh, I feel I like undisputed in well, prisoner.
4: earlier, and I've got a busted shoulder, a busted knee, <laughs> uh, a lifetime of back pain and neck pain to show for it. Um, you know, I was a, you know boxing uh, combat sports. You know, really have to be. You know, I wasn't very good at them. You know, I had a I had a stellar like my, my last few like actual seasons of you know boxing and wrestling I was okay but you know unless you really takes someone special to go to that next level that was clearly not me uh, but I enjoyed the process I enjoyed the training I enjoyed um, you know I enjoyed the, the the feel of it you know just the you know I mean everything down to the the smell of the weight room, the smell of the, the mats, the competition, uh, the sportsmanship. You know, every combat sports is it's got a real different culture from the rest of of sports. You know, you you get really personal with your opponents on so many levels, and
1: um, you know, so it's uh, it's hard to unless you really have a deep-seated hate for somebody, it's really hard to walk away from a match hating your opponent. Do you still follow it professionally as well? You're interested in what they're doing, the modern day stuff, or is this kind of more like a pastime thing for you at this point? I'll follow boxing a lot.
4: You know, boxing. I'm kind of disappointed in the direction it's taking. It's, it's kind of. Um, there's still some good boxers out there. Unfortunately, you know, the thing about boxing is the less they talk, the better they are generally. Um, the more they talk, I mean, yeah, they may have a bunch of good wins, but. Um, you know, it's uh, it's just, you know, like, you know, looking at the Tyson here, the Fury and I um, got what's this, the guy? he keeps Deontay Wilder. About Wilder. Deontay Wilder. You know, there's so much talk between them. But you look at both these boxers, Ty- Fury's just kind of a bully and, in the ring. And you look at Wilder, he's kind of a, you know, he's what we would call a one hit wonder. You know, he can knock people out. He's got lots of power, but he's got no form. He's got no, you know, he's got nothing on that. You know, you, you, these aren't the days of where you had fighters combining technique, defense, offense, all these things. You just kind of have, I mean, look at Wilder's fights. He's barely got his hands up. He walks in, kind of swings his long-ass arms, hoping to land a hit. And he just happens to be someone with a lot of power behind those punches. So, you know, he's able to, you know, log a lot of people out. You know, whereas you got Tyson's kind of that bully bulldog kind of just bulldozes you. Um, So, of course, when the two meet, it just kind of looks sloppy if you look at the fight. Can I beat any of them? No, they beat the absolute living daylights out of me. I'm sure, you know, I'm not saying I'm better than them, but I'm just kind of talking about with the kind of evolution of boxing and where it's going, you know, we're not seeing now if I had to pick a boxer right now in that heavyweight division, that's like, I think really kind of a a good reminiscent, you know, you see the reminiscent
1: of boxing of old, it'd probably be Anthony Joshua. I mean, the guy. Without the Andy Ruiz knockout. Sorry. What about the, do you think the Andy Ruiz knockout though? took out that credibility because i I follow boxing as well i'm with you on a lot of stuff that you said i think the problem with the heavyweight division is that it's a three-way dance because you have the contractual obligations of um deontay and tyson but then everybody really wants to see tyson and um joshua and then you know do we care now after he gets Ruiz, even though he won it back but i you continue. Uh, I just I'm commenting you know, on some of uh, the things
4: over there. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I I agree with that. And you know, like I said, Tyson's fun to watch. Wilder, he's fun to watch. You know, uh, Wilder clearly is fighting for something. You know, you can see it in his. You know, the way he talks. You know, his his motivations. I get that. Um, you know, but you know, there there's just. Like Canelo Alvarez, he's another, that is a technique fighter. And there's a reason he's so hard to beat, you know, is is because of his technique, Ryan Garcia. He's another one. I'm telling you, he's going to be, he's a technique fighter. He's got the speed. He's got the smarts. He's got the defense. You know, these guys, you know, they're, they're what boxing's about. But unfortunately that type of boxers fizzling out, in my opinion.
2: Well guys, uh, Matthew's got to run, but Matthew, this was a very wide-ranging uh, interview from college football to the inadequacy of Francisco's viewing habits to wrestling and boxing. So, you know, you're a, you're a renaissance man when it comes to sports.
3: I appreciate that, but I don't think
0: I'm very good at it. <laughs> i was entertained so
2: we were all entertained so we appreciate you coming on uh we'll let you go but thank you again for coming on um we'll talk to you soon
4: thanks for having me and uh you know I look forward to talking to you guys again sometime in the future
2: you got it Take care. Right,
4: bro, charge on
2: <laughs> charge on to me, my friend
4: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see <laughs> have a good one guys
1: all right, good night. Okay. Side so so note Raging Bulls, the other boxing movie I was trying to reference, but my brain was going. Sort of. Jacob story. Yeah.
0: No, that was fun, Andrew. Yeah. That was really fun. Especially towards the end, man. That was some actual boxing talk on the show, everybody. Yeah. If Charles wants get to get that. some boxing and need somebody to a soundboard, man. Bring, bring Matthew yeah. back on, Andrew. Charles wants to do some. Yeah. Some yeah I didn't
2: realize. Talk. That he knew. Bring Doug for some of
0: that F1 stuff, you know?
2: Yeah. I I like
1: boxing. I I used to also like the UFC fights, but they've changed so much, you know? And uh, if we only did a show during the Canelo Alvarez Triple G stuff, rigged. Um, Coming into it, but I like combat sports. It's only natural that person could like professional wrestling and then have some attraction to boxing or MMA combating.
0: Okay, guys. I I do want to get to this. Because these are the last, the last two little segments that I'll be doing for the season. I just want to get them out of the way because there's something interesting about them. And back to play, remember, forget it was Glenn Davis, right? But not Glenn Big Baby Davis of uh, former, was it? Uh, was with the, what the Celtics, right? It, yeah, he was Celtics, with the Celtics and the Magic. And the Magic, there we go. So it's Glenn Davis, but not Glenn Big Baby Davis. He was a baseball player, first baseman. He's from Florida, from Jacksonville, Florida. Played at the State College of Florida, Manatee, Sarasota. Also went to Georgia as well, transferred over there. Was drafted in 1981, fifth overall pick. And uh, played for the Houston Astros and the Baltimore Orioles. Played 1,015 games, 965 hits, 190 home runs, 259 average. He is currently the CEO of Cascade Group making hotels in the South this man's got money all right did some stuff after his career a lot of good stuff right he's the, he's a Columbus Georgia city councilman he also started a uh, a home for disadvantaged children uh, so he's got that going all right some of his charity work there and he also. Uh, towards the end of his playing career, he couldn't make it in Major League Baseball, went on over to Japan. Went on over to Japan and played for the Hanshin Tigers. So that's that's the other, that's my uncultured swine, aside from me, you know, not watching the Sandlot guys. But uncultured swine. So the Hanshin Tigers, they play at the uh, Nippon Professional Baseball League out in Japan. They were st- This is an old team, guys. It's An old, old team. They were started back in 1935. Played in the NPBL since its inception in 1950. They've only got... They are st- truly uh, not great. They've only got one championship in the Japan Series. That was back in 1985. But they've had their fair share of Major League Baseball players pop through their ranks. All right? We've got uh, Ryan Vogel-Song. All right. That's we, yeah, we've got Cecil Fielder. Okay. We've got, what are the names that we recognize here? Eddie Perez. Okay. So there's some guys what? there. Oh. Yeah, Glenn Davis himself as well. So that, that's the... Uh, but, so they, they, they play out in the Hanshin Hoshan Stadium in Nishinomiya. In Japan that was opened back in 1924 that seats 80,000 people, guys. An 80,000 seat baseball stadium, it was built primarily for the high school baseball championships in Japan. If you guys don't know, high school baseball is basically like college football here. That's how crazy Japan goes over high school baseball championships. So that that, those championship games, those those tournament games, are so important that they, if the Hanshin Tigers have a home game, (laughs) they will move their home games in order to make room for the high school kids. That's how big it is. (laughs) It was, yeah. The design of the stadium was influenced by the polo grounds, although it's not shaped like the polo grounds. But I guess uh, the grandstand and some of the stuff is. Inspired by the Polo Grounds back in New York, where the New York Giants home. It is also the host of the Koshien Bowl, which is Japan's college football national championship game. Yes, Andrew, there is college football played in Japan. I knew that. Oh, well, now you know again. (laughs) Because I didn't know that. (laughs) I didn't know that. Yeah, apparently they have American style football in Japan. And Babe Ruth also played an exhibition game there in 1934, and they've got like a big plaque memorial there to 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 mark that occasion. By the way, I mean Babe Ruth is so big in Japan. People they like the United States contemplated like bringing him over to Japan to like try and end the war. That's how revered he was in Japan. So, uh, and uh, so I, I had mentioned before that the. The, the Hanshin Tigers had only won one championship, and well, much like other teams that are ancient and haven't have, haven't been that successful in a long time, you know, yeah, something's got to be something supernatural has to have happened, right, guys? Like the Cubs with the Billy Goat, the Red Sox with Babe Ruth. Well, the Hanshin Tigers have the curse of the Colonel. So in nineteen eighty five, after they won, the fans were celebrating by having people who looked like some of their players the Tigers players, jump into the the Dotonobori Canal. And according to legend, because none of the fans resembled the American first baseman, Randy Bass, fans grabbed a life-size statue of the KFC Colonel Sanders and threw it into the river.
1: I feel like these are my people.
0: (laughs) So uh, Bass apparently had a beard that kind of resembled the colonel. And, of course, he's not Japanese, so that's what they went with. And then the Tigers have been not really... I mean, they've had some okay seasons. They've made a couple more Japan Series finals, but they haven't won since. And they haven't had a pennant win. Uh, they So people thought that Colonel Sanders had cursed the team. In, in 2003, they made it back to the Japan Series, and the KFC outlets in the nearby cities of Kobe and Osaka moved all of their Colonel Sanders statues inside of their stores until the series was over to protect them from tigers fans. And uh, well, uh, eventually the, in 2009, they found the ha- the top half of the original Colonel Sanders, Colonel Sanders statue that was thrown out there. They, and, um, then they found the second half of it and they put it back together. Okay. Uh, he, he's still missing his left hand and, and his glasses. And the KFC that he originally used to be outside of has since closed down. And so they just basically moved the statue back to the KFC headquarters in Yokohama the Japanese KFC have headquarters all the way over there. And, well, the, uh, the you can still see. If you want to go see this statue, you can head on over to the KFC headquarters in Yokohama and look at it if you feel like it. Uh, they found his eyeballs, too. So you can look into his eyes and kind of get freaked out. And the Tigers last made the Japan Series in 2014, but they lost to the Fukuoka SoftBank Hawks. And, yeah, so there you go. That's what, I, that's what I wanted you guys to know about, that there is a curse
2: of Colonel Sanders out there. <laughs> Colonel Sanders yeah. curse. I thought that was just uh, the, cursing your arteries.
1: Yeah, or well, the KFC double down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> nah, that, that, so good. I only had it twice in my life because I'm really just trying to make it a face. I only had
0: it once, and I, I felt shame.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's... When when we come back to the show we have to ask what is the hardest meal that you ever have constant not like constitutionally, but just like, I, you know, you know it was good but it was gonna kill you.
0: I no I I felt legitimate shame after eating the double down. I'm like, what am I doing with my life? It was at the KFC that was across from FIU. That's where I had
1: it. Yep. That was my first time when I brought oh, it back man. to campus for lunch. It was a. Uh, yeah, I'm not getting those years back that I lost <laughs> when I took a couple of bites of that <laughs> son of a bitch. Okay.
0: Uh, a- anything else you guys want to bring up before we head on? A- we're at the two-hour mark now.
2: Um, I actually, unfortunately, need to leave. I uh, I don't know. Bye-bye. Charles, how how long is the cage going to be, do you think? Probably 15. I got to do my predictions
1: because I got two pay-per-views in this weekend. Spoiler alert, it's going to be
2: good. I won't be able to stay that long, so I'll probably head out now, gentlemen. But I will catch you all later. Um will have to talk again, the three of us, well, this before is- the next season because it's going to be a nice long break for us. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, Andrew. Well, yeah, you, we'll, we'll be taking a break. You take a break. Gear up for next month because there's going to be a ton of
1: stuff for us to talk yep. about then. All right, we're we're coming back juiced, steroid out. We're <laughs> hitting dingers. We're hitting dingers. Dingers, by the way.
0: The, you know, enunciation, guys. Dingers.
1: There we go. Okay. <laughs> All right. Catch you guys later. Bye. Later, buddy. Well. Are we with, in?
0: Yeah. Well, with Andrew out, I guess we'll have to
1: jump in to the cage. Oh, you know, as you know, welcome everybody, your weekly truplex, the Cage with Charles Full disclaimer: wrestling is not fake, it is scripted, it is a stage fight, it is a song and dance ballet, despite what all the professional wrestlers who are retired tell me. Screw them, I do what I want, how I want, when I want. It's showtime, baby. It's about men and women chasing championships, being the holy hell out of each other, establishing their legacies, building friendships, and it's also pay-per-view weekend. There's a whole... Lot of stuff going on. There's too much wrestling, Francisco. Too much wrestling, ladies and gentlemen mm. out there listening to my hyping. I can't take it now. I'm getting a wrestling television show of heels yeah. on stars, starring Stephen Amell, who was Oliver Queen and Arrow, also Casey Jones in the Ninja Turtles movie that no one went to go see. <laughs> and he's a big wrestling fan. I'm gonna start with that because I was intrigued a little bit. You know, I'm like, maybe, maybe this is my kind of. You know, Saint of Worship, as the people in Brazil over go and say, I love Glow. I only watched the yep. first season of it. There's season two and three. But now that I knew that was and canceled, canceled man. by Netflix, I have like no intention to see. But that show was it, it, good. Yeah, it, it combined two, three things really that I love. Got the the drama. 80s, yeah. wrestling, Allison Brie. It yeah. was a win-win-win for me. I tried the holy on, and Betty Gilpin too. I didn't know who she was until I saw her, so exactly. we're gonna include her too. How we're gonna include every female cast character on? And you know, there's been some pro wrestlers on it. Chavo Guerrero was. um yeah, Mark Marin teaching too. the stunts. Mark Maron, but Mark Maron was like my my spirit animal in that in that show. Aside from hitting on his daughter, that was creepy at the end of the first season. Uh, they had John Mor- uh, John Morrison on there, um, who is on you know the wwe for raw right now for ms morrison so we love him he he was there for a segment of it when he was training the girls i like glow a lot but you know sometimes what happens is you get caught up in life and you can't follow everything despite the fact Mm. that you want to It, it just happens to the best of us it happens to the worst of us it's okay but now we got heels going on stars with you know Mr. Beautiful, Stephen Amell, on top of probably a few other people. They have CM Punk, Phil Brooks, former wrestler who's probably debuting on Dynamite or Rampage this week, probably Rampage because they're in Chicago. But there's so much wrestling. There's, you know, you know, uh, the Bagel Bites commercial, pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at the time. <laughs> you got pizza time. That's really how it feels about wrestling. I got Raw on a Monday. I got NXT on a Tuesday. I got Wednesday Night Dynamite from AEW then i got friday night smackdown now i have friday uh night rampage for aew because they have their hour long special and that's what i'll start with because wwe is going to take a minute rampage had its world premiere in pittsburgh on friday they had three matches set up they had christian cage going against kenny omega for the impact heavyweight championship not the aew championship but the impact championship they had Britt baker going against um Vel- red velvet defending the aew women's Championship. And then they had another match, and I honestly forgot what the other one was because you could only expect me to track so long. But if I didn't remember it, it probably wasn't anything of grand importance. And what are they doing as the gotcha? So, backstory. What's AEW doing? They're not putting Kenny Omega and Hangman Page on All Out. They're going to save that for a later date. The rumor mill is that Hangman want to go be with his pregnant wife for a bit. Understandable. It's fine. I don't know. Whatever, I, I'm not controlling it. I like Adam Hangman Page. Congrats if that's the case of it with your wife. Just take a break. I don't know if you're inch. I don't know. I just don't know. But we gave Christian it. The story didn't make much sense except for him being the one contender. But then Kenny is the belt collector. He has all these titles. So they say on the premiere episode of Rampage, they were going to have him versus um, Kenny Omega, Christian Cage versus Kenny Omega for the Impact World Championship. And lo and behold, what happens? <sighs> Christian wins the title from Kenny Omega. Long story short. Charles Thomas. Yeah, Charles Thomas. Long story short. Chair brought in by the Young Bucks. Kenny went for the one wing angel on Christian on that chair. Christian's able to go from there, hit the unpretty or the kill switch, whatever you call it these days kenny and pin him one two three this could have started the domino effect of the stories because the idea is like kenny who's the belt belt collector who has to have his boys help him most every single match have him lose like two of the titles that are not prestigious because he's also he was the impact and tna champion because impact has shared title he was the triple a um mega champion which is triple is a promotion down like so and he was the AEW championship so you have him lose the titles because over the weekend it was him on rampage, and then he was going against Andrade El Idolo on Saturday at the uh, Triple Mania for the AAA promotions. But so we had look at that beautiful homage to Harley Race. Look at that facial hair by Kenny. It's so creepy, and I love it. Christian wins makes no sense to me because what have I been hating on the Forbidden Door? I don't like outside promotion guys holding the main titles. Why? Because it makes the wrestlers in that promotion look what. Week, week. <laughs> and now you don't even have it, it to put it on the sports world equivalent. It's the equivalent of trading for a guy just to be a bench warmer on any sport, and he just it, comes in and just destroys everybody. It, or
0: it'd be like I, I don't I'll know. play as the guys. It'd be started. like I'm trying to think of a modern day thing, or like the let's say the Japan Series team coming in and beating the World Series champion.
1: It's like well, we, I, we thought they were better, you know. Yeah, yeah, we, we can go with that comparison. Like, I have like a more oh, well, I can't think one of a better one of someone that. losing their position about I know what it is. It's essentially, you know, it's it's basically it's, it's Ryan Steve Fitzpatrick. from Minecraft beating everybody in Smash. No, it's Ryan Fitzpatrick, <laughs> Fitzpatrick being traded over of nowhere and just taking the top position out of your team. <laughs> <Tua>. <laughs> See, there you go. There you go. We found it. Someone's better than your own guy that you drafted into it. Yes, they did sign for Fitzpatrick. You know what? I'll use it on the Tennessee Titans. You have this first round pick and Marcus Mariota, and you straight for a seventh round for Ryan Tenno. And Ryan Tannehill outperforms him completely. Not wow. even your own guy. There, we brought it together with my own team. How nice. But not so yeah. Kenny wins it, and then Kenny loses, finally, but it's not even to an impact guy. It's to Christian, who used to be at impact. He has storied history at impact. He is the impact now champion, but it's still not an impact guy. Why does this, like, seem okay for impact? to be like, yeah, sure. Because my only thought process is it's got to be confirmed to either be Moose or Morrissey who's going to take that belt. Because what is Christian? Christian is a face. Christian has it. Moose, who's kind of a tweener, but more heel than face, couldn't beat Kenny last time. So maybe he'll be the guy who takes the bell off of Christian. Okay, it might have been just better for Moose's credibility just to beat uh, Kenny instead of Christian, but whatever. Fine, you do it, I don't like it. But the other problem was it was a sleight of hand, because now this all but confirms that Kenny's not going to lose to Christian at aew's all-out pay-per-view september 5th right it has to be because that's just a slap in the face i don't we we crap on wwe for having the same matches over and over and over again imagine how you're feeling where you have this match that happened on free tv and now you're gonna have it again on the pay-per-view and certain styles of wrestling there is a predictability in the move set but what more of a story can be told between christian and kenny that's different that's already there you're still gonna have this shanty kind of interference and then this time it's gonna be kenny winning. i don't know I, 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 don't, I don't like it other news though speaking of kenny Maca, he defended against Andrade idolo at the triple a pay-per-view triple mania we don't talk about the triple a promotion that much but there's some familiar callbacks in ray phoenix um bento zero miedo all the stuff Andrade idolo is on there now Andrade idolo used to be andrade cn almas from wwe engaged with charlotte flair Charlotte Flair is whom? Daughter of nature boy Ric Flair. What happened to Ric Flair last week or two weeks ago? He was released from his contract. He was there with Andrade. Why is it my Spanish is just better when I speak wrestling than every life? Can you explain it to me? I'm like, well, what, Roman I'm selling at Eloquent. It's beautiful. Oh, that's Diana Peraza. She won the Rena de Rena championship. So she's an impact wrestler who has now the, the women's championship from AAA. But anyway, Ric Flair goes over there. He's by Andrade's side and then rick got in the ring man he started doing some knife edge shops what he's famous for on kenny omega it was a very interesting thing i believe i sent you guys the link to it on the video um good for rick good for making me laugh i i was thoroughly amused by it so to speak but andrade didn't win so what's the whole purpose of christian winning that title if andrade can't get that triple a title so he's gonna hold on He's gonna hold on to that belt until when? And it is rumored from the dirt sheets. And when I say dirt sheets, it means from the people in the wrestling business who you know are just saying XYZ certain things, and you never get any confirmation that comes out of it. And it's really just speculation. Really, it's just basically like you know politics and sports. Everybody thinks they know everything, but they have no inside sources. Look at that. Sorry, Dave Meltzer. It's your, sorry, Brian alvarez You know, I like Brian, Brian's okay. Um so what was the purpose of that? And they're saying that AEW had requested AAA not to have Kenny drop the title yet. But I don't know what it all means because the AAA title is hardly defended in AEW. It's hardly defended on Dynamite. I think it's only been defended twice, once against Ray Phoenix, I believe, and then once against Laredo Kid, making me really work into my brain for the two years that they've been around. And it came to meh kind of matches, in my opinion. I I, I think Kenny only meshes well with certain people. Every wrestler meshes well with certain people. Not everybody could be him versus Okada. But whatever, I mean, we'll see what happens. AEW All Out, September 5th, we will be off for vacation or for our season finale for a while, off-season. You already know some of the matches that are going on there. As I commented on it, it will be Kenny and Christian. I don't know all the other matches going on. I'm thinking Britt Baker versus... um, What's her name? Of course, uh, Thunder Rosa. I don't know what they're doing with the tag titles, with the Young Bucks. Maybe they'll have them go against lucha bros we know we're gonna have Pac v neville that should be good i'm gonna be about that but they both kind of need the one that's a hard part miro been excellent as a redeemer miro follow us on twitter i follow you on twitter to be miro follow him on twitter get to know what big badasses look like because that's him new japan man i'm glad i, I could not have kept my promise to show on the show because i gotta give my shout outs to everybody before we get to the SummerSlam predictions new japan resurgence happened dave finley uh versus Jay White. Never openweight championship. Jay White won. Biggest thing to take from New Japan is two things. One, guess who's back? Back again. Will Ospreay. He was the former IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. He was the first one to win that big old ugly belt off of Kota Ibushi when Kota was given that title. He's back. He says he's clear to wrestle. I doubt it because he's not competing in the G1 Climax tournament, which is what that big old, you know, think of the Cell Games or think of the World Martial Arts stuff from DBZ where everybody go. Against each other. We can't say, maybe we can say it's like the dark turn for you, Haku Show. That's right. We're going callbacks here, B. Callbacks. Um, but he's back saying he never lost the title. He doesn't understand the hypocrisy of New Japan, how John Moxley can not defend that title for years overseas. when he was overseas, for, for not years, for like nine months overseas because of the Rona. So, why should he have that vacated title? I think it will lead to him and Shino Takagi having a unification title or dispute who is the true champion, or he just wins back. We'll see. That's interesting. As you see in the background, the Good Brothers against uh, Gorillas of Destiny. They're all part of the Bullet Club. Bullet Club was originally founded with Carl Anderson, Finn Balor, and Tamatanga. Tamatanga Tango Lao are part of the Gorillas Destiny, the GODs. I love that nickname, by the way. You know me, I'm a sucker for like motto, stable names, and stuff like that. Gorillas Destiny is just so awesome. Um, they're multi time IWGP tag team champions. What their whole beef? What's going on? Why Jay White's conf- you know feuding with them over an impact? It's the idea that the good brothers are just kind of sellouts. They left the WWE. They're doing this. How dare you call yourself elites? This is basically the civil war that they needed. This is the reason why the Forbidden Door was probably opened. To be honest with you, I think that could be super interesting just because of the story of what they're going to tell. The question is, where are they going to do it on? New Japan, Impact, AEW. That's the problem. That's also the the positivity of everything being so cross-branded. Other thing to consider: what happened at New Japan Resurgence. Poor Lance Archer, this big old man, the murder hawk that is Lance Archer, who I think has been putting up some great work the last couple of years. defending the IWGP U.S. Championship against Hirohoshi Tanahashi, the Japanese John Cena of talent and you know glamour of professional wrestling over there overseas. Archer just won the title from moxley in a texas death match and then tahashi his whole thing was like i want to be the first quintuplet champion because he's had all the other titles come into he's the multi-time iwgp heavyweight champion and continental champion he won the never openweight title before he lost it to who jay white and now he challenged for that title i think he was a tag champion too that's where the quintuplet comes in if now he's a quartet champion grand slam whatever you guys call it it is and then he beats lance archer so now he's the iwgp us champion should be interesting. And note, he's the first Japanese wrestler to hold that title. Originally, it was, I believe, Kenny Omega who got it, and then came Jay White who beat him, and I think Cody Rhodes got it, and then we had Juice Robinson. John Moxley, Lance Archer. The title is only still its infancy, but they need to push it. Probably be their third brand title. Because what they do, Francisco, they merge the Intercontinental Championship with the Heavyweight Championship. That's where we have the World Heavyweight Championship. That's New Japan. That's what's going on there. Ring of Honor. We won't talk about Impact. You're gonna have Christian Cage defend against Brian Myers, formerly known as Kurt Hawkins, in the first match there. Bleh. Most doing most things. Okay. Whatever. Let's get into SummerSlam and. NXT TakeOver. It is a stacked weekend of wrestling, man. Holy crap. Saturday and Sunday. And I'm on like the whole keep dry until you're 32 thing. So there will be no alcohol festivities going on for the pay per views. And you know, I like to kick back and enjoy mm. SummerSlams in Vegas. It's going Saturday. NXT TakeOver 36 is going Sunday. Man, there's a lot going on on this. So we'll go take over first because i think that's going to be the one that i can kind of get to the point on um going so to NXT, you're, you're basically
0: that that homer simpson meme
1: right there i am the homer simpson meme and it, it it just really is everything there and this is the problem like this is why i can't evolve as a human being spiritually mentally the only thing i can evolve is physically because when you just see big sweaty men with abs all the time you have this condition in you to go see big sweaty men with abs do you not um, and become that and work out, but then you meet the colonel. And unlike you know what happened in your um your your story prior, we don't disrespect the colonel here. Yeah. But this is the car for NXT Takeover, and we'll do quick stories and what I think will be highlight matches. Walter versus Eli Dragonoff, United Kingdom championship for NXT because remember there's NXT UK. I expect Dragonoff to win that one because it's a second matchup. Walter's gotta drop the title. I don't think he's gonna come to US, but you gotta do something in order to change it. Karen Cross, Samoa Joe. We know we gotta chub for this. I've been following the story for a little bit. And even though Vince has ruined carrying cross a little bit because of its internal politics with Triple H and blaming Triple H for a lot of the stuff that's going on because they lost the Wednesday night wars, this should still be good. Joe's gonna win that. Cross is going go raw. He's already been on Raw already having a couple matches. He's just gonna dominate. Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai, this is Dakota Kai's swan song. She will lose to Raquel Gonzalez. They were former best friends, teammates, Dakota betrayed her. It's a very simple storyline that's always effective. I think they put on a good match. It may give Raquel her best defense since because it's only been her and Ember. I think that had a match that was there. LA Knight versus Cameron Grimes, please stop it. I'm done with this match. It's for the Million Dollar Championship. It's not even a real title. I'm done with the storyline. I'm okay with Cameron Grimes becoming the hillbilly millionaire. I love it. The Million Dollar Hillbilly is what I call them. But the minute we brought in Teddy Biasi, I was kind of done, to be honest with you. They've had good matches, but this is the third time they're going for it. And I think we could avoid it. And then the main event Kyle Riley, Adam Cole, the storyline we've been following since when? Valentine's Day, when they had St. Valentine's Day takeover going on, where Adam Cole betrayed Finn Balor and then eventually betrayed Kyle at uh, the same time. They split the series. The first match was unsanctioned. Kyle won. Second match was a standard wrestling match at the bash, which Adam won. And now we have a two out of three falls. Could we have done better with the stipulations? Obviously. Is H playing it safe with his products? Yes. Is this Adam Cole swan song because he's going on the main roster? Obviously, because the rule of is he went and met with Vince McMahon personally. And if you meet Vinnie Mac, you're probably going on the main roster. Best of luck, Cole. I really hope you do not become a future 24-7 champion, but hopefully you are in a main event scene, not on the main event show that you see on Hulu where no one sees you, that consists of dark matches. It's going to be two out of three falls, which means it's going to go to a third fall, obviously. First match, standard wrestling match. Why? I guess it kind of makes sense that Kyle chose it because he lost to Cole, And the standard match. So maybe he wants to do that again for his pride. Second match, street fight, which makes sense because Cole lost the unsanctioned match. You see what they're doing there? And then third match, steel cage. I don't get the steel cage component. This is really why I don't understand it. Because steel cage is going to be brutal, but a street fight's kind of brutal. So what are we going to do to differentiate it? I think all of this could have been avoided if we just did what, Francisco? Last man standing or Iron Man? whatever works for you let us see but i am not in charge even though i want to be that's nxt takeover i will watch it. i might not watch it immediately on sunday that's a lot of wrestling man we're talking about eight hours accumulating i might separate up because next week the show's going off for a while Charles is gonna take some pto man birthday treat resort you know going from there mm-hmm. so maybe i will postpone it. i cannot Oh-ho. see spoilers maybe maybe i'll go from there not summer though we're watching SummerSlam for obvious mm-hmm. reasons but nxt i could live with bit summer slam card how hyped is charles for this francisco very i have like a minor <laughs> chub right yeah. now just thinking about the two matches that i'm ready for what do i think are the two go ahead let's do this kind of match i'm ready obviously roman reigns and john cena i, I i'm surprised my friends still acknowledge me as their friend you know because i have not I haven't been too strong to you and Andrew with regards of how often I'm sending you guys stuff about Roman and John. I can't turn away from it. I love this whole interpersonal rivalry that's going on that they have. I love the fact that, you know, Roman's bringing up the whole Nikki Bella situation where John Cena was actually, you know, engaged to her for some time that a WrestleMania match. And I love how Cena just burned him. He insulted him saying those two big bars of teeth that you have because of Roman's dental procedures. And then saying that you almost ruined Seth Rollins and then you, May Dean Ambrose leave the company. Who's Dean Ambrose? John Moxley over at AEW. It cuts so deep because wrestling is what Francisco a soap opera, and boy, Jeremy, they, we took are, jobs.
0: they took
1: my Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're we're getting all my children out of yeah. this. We're getting a South Park episode taught me a lot. Exactly. That was your education into it. We It is a connection to the field. What is this really about? It's about is he going to break Flair's record? You saw that. You're going to, him telling Roman that you are going to be nothing, your legacy is going to be a trivia question of who broke Ric Flair's record or who did John seem to be to, to break Ric Flair's record as Roman writes. I was like, oh, it's so good. So good. I love it. He, yeah, it's just so good. I'm ready for that match. And the other match, it's really showing up. The other thing I've been barding you guys for some of slam preparations. Edge and Seth Rollins. Ooh, a little bit of the same, right? Master manipulator, master manipulator, the architect, the radar superstar. Seth Rollins as the drip king needs free chiropractic sessions for carrying the year of the pandemic. His feud with Kevin Owens was good, in my opinion. His feud with Ray Mysterio, he put Ray and Dominic Mysterio to be more than boring, even though the matches were in between and him trying to gouge everybody's eyes out or in between. But he put up a show a year ago with Dominic at SummerSlam. He carried Dominic, he's had other stuff. He disappeared, he put over Cesaro Cesaro on WrestleMania in a fantastic match that could have been longer. And then you know, Vince just ruined Cesaro's push. Don't get me started. I'm so upset, Francisco. I could cry about that. Say note: Shinsuke Nakamura is now intercontinental champion that happened on SmackDown. No longer be Cesaro. I don't know what's gonna happen that just saddens me but i think their match is gonna be good but let's let's down the match card oh but here's the problem because we live in a pandemic world there might not be one of the other matches of the night that might be a highlight happening there is rumors that bianca belair and sasha banks the rematch from the wrestlemania that was a main event for part one this is going to be their rematch coming into it for the smackdown women's championship is not going to possibly on because due to unforeseen circumstances which screams what to me the rona right That's all I think about every time I don't even believe people are injured anymore. I just believe if people are held off from the match. Then it's probably because of those precautionary procedures, but let's go through the list recommendations. We'll save um, the two ones I'm interested in to last Nikki, Ash, almost superhero Charlotte Flair, Ray Ripley Raw's women championship, triple threat match. Who wins that Nikki does. I think this is a match that kind of puts over solidify. Why does Vince want to have Nikki win? merchandise, baby merchandise. It's not just 31-year-old mm. men about to become 32 harboring onto the days when life was simple when they're 8 years old and enjoying wrestling and playing with their toys after school. There are current children out there. Mm. What do you want to do? You want to move the Nikki superhero action figure. Yeah, you want to move the Nikki almost superhero yeah, shirt. I've seen the toys. I've seen the WWE toys. They're there. Yeah, look, right? I will die one day. Those kids are younger. They're still in it, man. You, know, mm. you want to get the little Basham buddies. You want to get the title belts. Mm. It is a pure ploy, but hey, She's been losing the last couple of Charles rows. mustache. Get a Charles mustache. Teeth. My <laughs> God. Could you picture me as an action figure with the mustache? I would lose it. <laughs> Charles with detachable. mustache. I swear. And, and, if you know, they have an action
0: figure setting ever, I will try and done. make one.
1: It's done. It'll be beautiful. <laughs> it'll,
0: it'll, I'm going to look, I'm going to look at that over the break. Maybe,
1: maybe there is, I, I would be so happy. It'd be great. <laughs> um, I predict Nikki wins WWE championship. Bobby Lashley, Goldberg, <sighs> Put it as the first match of the night, the crowd still loves Goldberg so still get hot. And I will get hot just seeing that beautiful chocolate Adonis that is Bobby Lashley killing Goldberg. It would be great. I will enjoy it. Because it's going to be Bobby and Brock. If this was Bobby and Brock, buddy, I, I would have to get like, you know, screen cleaner right now. Because I've been pushing for Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. But Brock don't want to come back right now. That's fine. They gave us Goldberg for whatever reason. Fine let bobby win do not have goldberg go on you you know he's just there as a part-timer i don't think he's gonna be a part-time championship it's not happening whatever but that's what i would do come into it usos versus the Mysterios, can a continuation for the money bank rematch continuation for the titles i think this is gonna be utilized to kind of have ray and dominic mysterio break up and then have um dominic turn heel fine usos win. we know what the stories go into because i I have a bigger theory of what's going to happen, but we'll continue that when we return to the show. Sheamus versus Damian Priest. Damian Priest finally getting his reward, I would say, for working with Bad Bunny at WrestleMania, though I did enjoy that match very much. So. But I've also enjoyed Sheamus as champion. Two guys going to beat each other up. I love me some Damian Priest. Like the Manic Liked like the Marine honor he's Punishment Martinez. Um, just a great name for us, like personally. And I like Sheamus. He's bringing on the second act coming into it. So who do I have a prediction of? This is where a lot of people say, hey, Damian Priest is going to win. I'm going... I don't think so. I think Sheamus wins it. And I think they continue that feud to the next pay-per-view. Because here's the thing. With so many matches going on, some matches have to be lost for time. And I don't think this is going to be a 15-minute spectacle. There are going to be some chicanery that happens. That they're going to have that rematch either on Raw or they're going to have that rematch at the next pay-per-view, which would be what? Extreme Rules. Perfect for a blood feud. Perfect if you want to build over star. Perfect for your guy who's trying to beat somebody and it keeps getting cheaped out because the champion is being a chicken shit yeah i think sometimes forward thinking you can't take each case match by match you have to take it month by month drew mcintyre versus jinder Mahal. <sighs> i'm not even sick of drew this time man i just wish they did a better story for jinder and him because they used to be part of a stable they're actually like best friends in real life jinder attended drew's wedding he was his best man part of that whole groomsman kind of thing but i think at the cost of having jinder's guys Sheeran Venky. Or Veer and Shanky lose to Drew all the time. I don't like making stables weak to make a guy look strong in that sense. Not about it. AJ Styles, almost the current Raw Tag Team Champions versus Randy Orton Riddle. Love it. RK-Bro is back. It's emotional. It's like the modern-day team. Hell no. I don't know who's going to win. It's probably going to be RK-Bro. But Vince could also break up RK-Bro. And I'm okay with that too. That's going to help put Riddle over it, But I'm going to enjoy it. Anytime Randy Orton and AJ Styles get in the ring, I'm about it. Anytime Riddle and AJ Styles get in the ring going against him, I'm about it. Almost is the wild card because he's a big 7'4 man. His wrestling skills are limited, but he's playing his part, right? And he's growing. He's learning. Alexis Bliss versus Eva Marie. That's a bathroom break, kids. I'm telling you that right now. I don't like Alexa Bliss <laughs> having the Fiend character now that Bray Wyatt's no longer there. The reason why you want to keep this momentum, though, you have Nikki, who's almost superhero, be the champion, retain her championship, have her go against Alexa Bliss. They used to be um, women's tag team champions together. There was best friends of storylines. It's classic wrestling one-on-one. It's classic storytelling, good versus evil. This evil possessed blondie versus this, you know, superhero character, want to be over here. Good versus evil coming into it. It raises Nikki almost superhero coming up because her initials are ASH. so i'm trying to be proper with it you have alexa bliss turning to the dark side people maybe she tries taps into nikki cross's dark side because she used to be part of insanity over NXC xc she was kind of a wild card and have nikki try to resist that change over to the dark side Defender championship make sure this evil possessed thing of alexa bliss or lily doesn't win for thinking right i'm actually about that story. it's different it's kind of lame it's kind of hokey but you know that's what wrestling kind of is about though right you took my jobs so, But Alexa Bliss versus Eva Marie, I'm not about that. And then prediction-wise, though, will be Alexa Bliss, obviously, coming to that. But then the two matches, Seth Rollins and Edge. Seth Rollins wins, I think. Oh, actually, no. I'm going to change. I'm going to say it's Edge because Edge has lost his last couple matches. He lost against Roman in a very good match. He lost in that triple threat match at the main event, which is great. His only other wins that you can recall have been him versus... Randy Orton that Raw, he was not a triple threat win against, no, 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 I think Dominic lost, so that doesn't count. But it was just the Royal Rumble, and then Randy Orton is big feud. I want to say Seth needs this, but I don't see Seth staying on. I see him getting put over to Raw, because the draft is going to be coming up. I think him and Roman do tangle at Extreme Rules. But it's one of those things where it's like Edge could win, be protected, and get the next guy down the line. Edge versus AJ Styles is definitely my cup of tea. But that's the one I'm, like, flip-flopping on, to be honest with you. I, I don't know who I, – I don't know if Seth needs to win it more, but I feel like Edge, because he's going to be a part-timer, but he's, like, not a part-timer like Goldberg, who shows up, like, once a month. Edge will come in, be there for several weeks, maybe wrestle a little bit, but he wants to face the young guys too. This is why you have this match. This is why you had him versus Brian and Roman at the same time, especially since they knew Daniel Bryan was going. He was going to leave. There was things that kind of came into it for it. Um, and then the other thing I would say, I just got your message. And then I would say <laughs> your main event coming into it, Roman, John, obviously Roman wins, obviously. But this is the big tease, Francisco. Cause you, you always want them to remember the finish. That is the Vince McMahon logic. Mm-hmm. Do you have a biggie money in the bank cash in, after Roman reigns goes to holy hell, and back with John Cena. Cause it's not going to be an easy win. It's not going to be like Romans reigning supreme after his match with uh, Cesaro and he's not even going to be halfway kind of beat up after he did with WrestleMania. Are you going to put Roman going against John, seeing this whole legacy and give him this physical war and he's looking destroyed. And are you going to have, hear me out. And this is why I'll leave you kids on too. Are you going to have Biggie go to try to cash in the money in the bank briefcase and then have the Usos try to interfere. But who's Biggie big with? The New Day, they're part of the same faction. I Are you going to have the New Day stop the Usos from having the cash in happen and get the one, two, three? Oh, because I know I was telling you, maybe you have Biggie going cash in on Bobby. The story is there. He killed Kofi, all that fun stuff. But have we gravitated to a better story? Because what happens is when the draft occurs, you can have New Day, which consists of Biggie, Woods, and Kofi versus Bloodlines or Roman's tribe, whatever you want to call it, I'll create a better name for it Bloodlines. I like Bloodlines, but I can make something better. I know I can. Of Roman and the Usos to have a multi-feud match between now and November. And what's November? Survivor Series. When you're known for these elimination matches, Biggie and Roman have met before in a Survivor Series. When it was trios, when it was the Shield versus the New Day and they decide who was the best of the best. How are you going to put Big e over? And then you could end their feud perfectly at tables ladders and chairs in december big picture shit buddy it's good shit as vince McMahon says i don't curse off on the show but i'm quoting but do you think we get a cash in i don't think so but if we do it we do it like that and that's all i got for you this week on the cage for our season finale <laughs> oh we'll we'll see what happens and if i'm yeah. right like, you have oh, to next call month. me Charles Stradamus the entire time.
0: Oh, yeah, next month. Heck, we could do, like, a mini episode in between be
1: like, just like Charles, just be like,
0: I'm right. I'm right, everybody. I know everything about okay. wrestling. Because <laughs> I've been hitting it. And
1: also, you know what makes today even better? Even better as I'm thinking about the sweet Biggie cash-in on Roman Reigns with the New Day stopping the USOs from doing it? The Yanks won both games. Oh, yeah. I think we're in the wild card.
0: Yep you guys have uh tied boston for that was it the yeah the uh, the card spot right there
1: we so. technically have number two
0: yeah yep so there you go there's that uh let's see so we're at the end of the show but uh, there's some things i want to mention first off uh i think a pitcher for the oakland A's got hit by a baseball for that. that's that really scary looking uh so you know hopefully he's all right there um so that, that there's that. I wanted to just a little talk. I mean, baseball talk towards the end because I kind of got off on the whole uh, I didn't watch the Sandlot thing. Um, yeah. I know. Uh, take a thought. I wanted to mention this. Oh, man, we missed the, There's a lot of stuff we missed. NHL, they got ads on the uniforms now. I don't mind. I really, now that the NBA has done their thing, it's like, okay, fine. And the Panthers need as much money somehow. as they can get. Yeah, Panthers need as much money as they can get. Please please so much money as they can get uh, so there's that um uh of our stuff you know that we don't it, have time it
1: feels like about. it keeps getting delayed for me to actually yeah exactly to yeah a professional atmosphere it's so weird because they just did day two cross examination yeah and maybe it's for the best maybe i can't give it from being both a petitioner's attorney and a sponsor because i've been both hell i was that the other week you know but um it's interesting stuff to say at least and some people are like, are these things meant to kind of go and get delayed? for Like for my evidentiary hearings?" So it's usually we just special set. We you know it's going to be more for an hour, but to do whole day's worth, So it's got to be intricate. And keeping in mind what people need to remember, at least in the state of Florida, I can't comment on where he's being alleged uh, fully, but these are civil restraining. So right? they don't have criminal penalties yeah. so until there's a violation of it. So civil suits are there's a lower burden proof.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Sometimes though, if you're found if the judge does find in you know, a civil matter you'd be liable, then the idea is, yeah, you did it. Even though we have a very historic case of a certain football player who was tried for murder, but oh, and wasn't found guilty, beyond reasonable but in a civil matter he was found liable for the deaths of his wife. Yeah. So it's weird sometimes with the justice system because with them, it doesn't hold to the criminal penalty. And I, I want to see the result is because maybe we can actually go legal on it. But what should the MLB impose as a lifetime ban? if Someone obtains a civil restraining order for those kind of allegations. Cause it's not just battery but sexual battery. If it went to a criminal matter, but injunctions are different. They're, they're different, than, you know, mm-hmm. you have to be found. and I'm just going from Florida, not that law. but with something as heinous to you be found, you're not convicted and you're just findings, I guess, but it be found with that civil matter Does that impose a lifetime ban? And that's very interesting. I think it's egregious that the MLB's policy is so deep, deficient, to which this man is still making millions of dollars if he's having extended leave. Because I think what happens is them keeping the extension, so just make a determination to ban it for the end of the season or delay for the end of the season. They were taking everybody along for like every couple of weeks. It was because MLB didn't want to make the hard decision to kind of say, hey, we hold to a standard, or even the Dodgers. Well, I, I think what happens is they did the administrative leave at the end of the year of the season, then the Dodgers can probably get out of that loophole. So they're probably the unions probably at play. I'm just speculating on some stuff, mm-hmm. but, um, I think that's more telling about the MLB, how they, they understand they have lawyers come on now. They can't say, Oh, do we think this is going to be evolve, resolved by the second continuance that we had or the continuing of his administrative leave? They should have known the first time they, they pushed and continued his administrative leave, but this was not going to be resolved soon. And you might get a resolution in the next couple of weeks. what are you going to do with it because i'll leave it on this note sometimes a restraining order at the end of the day is just no contact order right Mm -hmm. and those images are not in public coming into it it's not an aaron hernandez situation and i'm not saying that as an opinion i'm saying that is an administrative first i think what Trevor Bauer did is not right whatsoever but it's just very interesting of how you take a civil suit matter how you should impose that into MOB Because we can all say out of all the sports, M. O. B. is the one that has the most archaic impositions of domestic violence. You're gonna put a fifty-game ban on a 162-game season. What?
0: Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, I just took like a small vacation. <laughs> That's more than. It's anything.
1: almost. A, it's just He's... almost a third of the season. Yeah. That's you... it. Whereas in yeah. the In the NFL, at least inconsistent policies. They are but at least to say eight games is half the season. Yep. No. But I'm very intrigued on what they do there. So that's my Trevor Bauer comment, because I've been holding back on this up for a month, because you know that's my bread and butter.
0: Yeah, before. yeah, but yeah, nothing has gone down substantially. Maybe by the time we come back, there'll be more to actually substantially talk about it, but just wanted to mention that. And then the final, we'll see what happens with regards to playoff stuff. So Rays are spanking the Orioles, I mean, basically, American League East goes to whoever beats the Orioles the most. <laughs> it's an easy win except for us I don't get it I can't explain this I, I don't know what you guys are doing but the Orioles I mean there's always I mean it always seems like one of the one of the the last place teams gets the number of of one of those top teams that are contending it, it, it just it just seems to be a weird rule for some reason so Rays on top of the ALEs White Sox they're probably gonna win the division Houston fighting the A's A's have the top wild card spot right now the Yanks now in that second spot, Boston is technically tied with them, but uh, you know, I think the Yanks have a tiebreaker or whatever you want to call it over them. Listen,
1: second quarter, ESPN. We yeah. beat good teams. Mm-hmm. This feels so good. Indeed. It, I mean, we're we're gonna lose tomorrow, obviously, when we play them. I, I've jinxed it. I've jinxed it.
0: So Blue Jays not far behind either, and neither the Seattle Mariners are still hanging around. So there's it's it's a lot of teams. It feels
1: like last gasp for them though.
0: Yeah, yeah, they've been kind of they they've been kind of middling as well. The Blue Jays, we'll see if they're this is really their time or not. Maybe might be a year earlier than what they're supposed to, but if not, then you know it's like okay, next year will be the year for them. And uh, at least
1: uh, God, the Braves are in first place and they are doing really well right now. And, uh, Here I was commenting Joe Girardi, I called him a competent manager, and now yeah, you fell out. Of that come on, Jeff. yeah, Phillies, their Phillies are yeah, they they kind of been, uh,
0: they have the easiest strength of schedule, so they're not far behind, but they're gonna have to pick it up if they're gonna take this division. The Mets have fallen apart, and that's funny. So that's <laughs> that's just funny. It just is. <laughs> they're, they're they're terrible. Maybe they get Tim Tebow back. You know, maybe they'll bring him in and see if what stuff happens there. Uh, Brewers are going to take their division. That's 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 a no-brainer. The I can't
1: name anybody on the team besides Yelich, And I literally looked at the yeah. um depth chart today. I was like, "What is this?"
0: <laughs> the San Francisco Giants are somehow still winning their division. They are doing it. The Dodgers have the wildcard brought the Padres too, but they got no hit by the worst team in baseball. So, there's a thing. The Cincinnati Reds, you know? They're they're <laughs> They're finding a way. They're only one and a half games back. I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm hoping, man. And, and and not too far away, the St. Louis Cardinals. They're hot right now. They're only four games back. And the Phillies are still hanging around four and a half games, you know, if they don't win their division. So there you go. The Mets are just falling apart, and they're falling out of
1: both of that and the wild card race. So there you can go. I, can I just say, though, like, I was shitting on, I'm going to use a, I'm a curse word, I'm sorry, for being like, I'm not big on San Diego. I think I said that in the beginning of the season and now the chickens are coming home to roost a little bit because it's a bad free fall and i understand what you're saying charles it's only august we're not even in the middle of august yet but we are technically now but sometimes baseball, when a team gets hot they get hot and yeah. yes the injuries are bad but when you've gone so low of you're gonna sign yeah, jake they moved, Ardata, to, they moved to, to, to right field so he
0: wouldn't get injured yeah right
1: more. It, it, it kind of tells They're you getting a little de-
0: like yeah things. it that's a kind of a slight desperation i mean i'm sure he wasn't that great of a defensive shortstop anyways but
1: probably not and a lot of guys have yeah. arms i mean at the end of the day what, yeah. what's the whole purpose with doing outfield no but, one with a catch and no one with a throw but and you know to...
0: shortstops yeah the, the, you need guys that can play the position at least competently you know so yeah. I think it just they were like ah just stick him in right field and we'll, we'll see what happens there, um, then uh, tank race this is my favorite part right here. Uh, Marlins are they're, they're nowhere near the worst team in the league so they're they're not pro- they're probably not going to be in this conversation, but the Baltimore Orioles are for sure I mean they have constructed a fantastic
1: tank right now. I hate their tank. They <laughs> only. You know why I hate names. their tank. Yeah, but no, I hate their tank is this is like, what are we doing? We need a vision, right? Because this is. This oh, there's is no direction. They have no direction. That's the problem. Like, this is the thing. Manny Machado? No, my Manny Machado. I'm like, okay, what are you going to replace Manny Machado with? I feel like this is press media. And then we we'll go say, no, Manny Machado. Okay, what are you doing besides no Manny Machado? No. Yeah. Manny Machado. Okay, what do you have besides no Manny Machado? Chris Davis just retired. Okay, but we, yeah, we have what's,
0: Trey Mancini. what's?
1: Yeah, what's, are you gonna put anybody to Trey Mancini? <laughs> yeah,
0: wh- what's what's happening? What are you guys doing? What are you guys gonna be? Uh, gonna least... like, develop some pitching, get some hitters, get you know, have some. With hope. Arizona,
1: they they are actually the team that you kind of want to build like with a proper tankers. Like, oh, we have Paul Goldschmidt. Okay, we can't afford Paul Goldschmidt. Oh no, the are tanking, guys.
0: and this is a uh, this is a tank that like okay, they realize that they have to tank, and they're doing it. Yeah. Well, the Orioles are just—they've had no direction since I guess since their last playoff appearance
1: is like five years ago now. They're Detroit lioning it for yeah for comparisons. Other Cleveland teams, you know, other
0: teams like the Marlins have a direction. Like I at the very least, I know they have a direction. They've got great pitching. That's you know, it's just hitting. We just need to find hitters. That's it. And then the uh, the Tigers—they have a direction. I mean that Tigers might actually be decent next year if they if they go the way that they're going, you know. There, there's some there's some hope there, but the Orioles are just. I mean, they're they're gonna get destroyed in this division next year. Because the, the Blue Jays are have rebuilt. They're gonna be. I mean, they're rebuilt. That's it. They've got a winning yeah, record now. They they are rebuilt. They
1: just play a very hard division. Exactly,
0: but it's not a division that they haven't won before. They can do it. Uh, the Red well, Sox. they have a
1: benefit too, where they play everybody that's in the wild card. Yeah. Race us and the Red Sox.
0: Yeah. So, there you go. Uh, other tanking teams. So the, the Orioles tank is, is is glorious. They've they've lost so much that they've tied the Diamondbacks in amount of wins right now. Like, which is, I I didn't think the Diamondbacks would be overtaken by Baltimore, but lo and behold, it's happened. Uh, and then they get a no hitter,
1: which makes me feel dirty.
0: Yeah. Oh, over the Padres. The Fraudres. Uh, Fraudres. The, and the Chicago Cubs, they've built themselves. Like they're, uh, uh, sh- they'd they have to do a lot to lose, lose, lose that much, but they have done a lot to lose that much because they had a 12-game losing streak. They just won today over the Reds. That hurts the Reds a bit, but the rebuilding is on in Chicago right now. It is fully on.
1: Their tank is weird, though. And I'm going to tell you why their tank is weird. Because it's going to tank rebuild for like a season. And then you know they're going to try to bring in. They're going to pull, try and pull up Boston Red Sox right now. Yes. The they're Red going Sox to be like above arguing. average players on above average contracts and construct a team. Yeah. So everybody was like, oh, they're selling the farm. I'm like, but are they though? They don't want to be tied up with Anthony Rizzo for another five years. I do. I'm just saying that right now. Mm-hmm. Brian Cashman. Um, Mr. Tree Trunks needs to be here even though, you know, he's going to be on the bench a bit for with the Rona. They didn't want to pay Bryant. Understandably so. They didn't want to go Kyle Schwarber. Okay, that's fine. Schwarber wasn't doing anything for you the last two years. He's only getting hot now. But they'll be okay. You're right when they're saying they're doing the Boston Red Sox. Baseball is weird.
0: Yeah, they got the money to do it. That's the that's a, that's a long and short of it. They've got the money to not suck for that long. So, And yeah, those are the tank races. Uh, any last things before we go? Uh, I'm not doing any of those other sauces. I, I can roll those over. It doesn't matter. We don't them coming back in. Yeah, UD's back. We, I mean, sure. <laughs> He's yeah. basically a practice squad guy. That's what he is. We're really hoping no
1: one hurts themselves.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. My real MVP was Tyler Gilbert for throwing that no hitter. That was uh, a.
1: Did you see his dad's reaction? Was oh, yeah. that the most wholesome thing? I
0: mean, that's the beautiful thing about baseball, right? You just see that. Even though he's on the worst team in. I don't. God, the worst team in the league. First career start, not his major league debut, but his first career start. He was just a relief pitcher, and then throws a no hitter against a decent Padres team. So good Padres. on <clears> him. <throat> and uh, that is yeah. That that's it. That's all I got. So uh, thanks everybody weird season that we've had but we got through it we're gonna take a break we'll we'll be going hard on because man that i'm 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 excited got some panthers panthers coming back joe thornton's ring chasing in florida what is this all right hockey's gonna be coming back we're gonna be in the thick of football where we're gonna have freaking basketball soon enough coming back all right the heat the heat are gonna be exciting it's gonna be fun Oh yeah, oh it's gonna be great. So I- I'm looking forward to it. So thanks everybody. I gotta edit this, and uh, we'll-, we'll see you guys in a month.
1: Bye. I will. I will be remiss because Andrew wasn't here. Because there's a quote from the sandlot. But I'm saying now, you not seeing the sandlot, you're killing me, Smalls. Good night, everybody.